Archie, the Red Bunnies Podcast, coming to you straight from Red Bun Road. This is episode 8. I'm joined by co-host Zareer Hamza. I'm not part of this episode today. <laughs> and our guest today is Don Michael. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. Of course, it's a pleasure. Brother. And so, for our viewers out there who watch up to this point, I just want you to let you know that I told Archie not to do that impression, but he didn't listen to me. Uh, Zareer was outvoted. It was a two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a good impression. Outvoted my own podcast. All right, it was a good impression. Yeah. Um, but yeah, today's guest is Idan Michael, a good old, good old buddy from high school. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Thank you guys for having me. So, I met Arshad in high school. I think I knew you before. In middle school, I knew Maybe. him. Actually, in high school, I remember. How'd you know of me in middle school? <clears throat> Maybe it was high school through the league circuit. Yeah, Arshad in the league circuit in high school is known for getting banned every. That's actually hilarious because whenever he plays with me now, he's still just as toxic. Yeah, bro, I know. I play with him. I, in my defense, actually, there's really no defending me. Like I'm, I'm, I deserve to have gotten banned twelve times. According to league standards, yeah. But, like, it, in real life standards, like, I don't think someone that said what I said would have been arrested 12 times. Right? <laughs> so. 12 times? Dude, I've said some atrocious stuff to people, and the most I've gotten was a two-week ban. Like, 12 times perma-ban is definitely, like... I'm, I'm never, never been perma-ban. Wow! But you know what's funny? What? Is that I remember I used to hear stories about Arshad and Lee. I don't think we played until a lot later. But I used to get pissed off. I was like, man, this kid Arshad, bro. He doesn't deserve platinum. I remember thinking that. <laughs> Really? And it turns out it was true. I don't think you've hit platinum since. No, yeah. <laughs> I played it. No, 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 he's no. not a plat player. No, hey, shut the hell. I think no. Arshad is. Yo, me and Arshad will play games together. And uh, if you don't know how it works in league, you, you get ranked. And his yeah. rank is higher than mine. Yeah. So I play with Arshad, and he always does really well because it's an average of our two ranks. Yeah. And I just get shit on every time. Zabira, I go like 20 and 0 every time I play with you. No, no, he has some moments where he'll just play. Some moments. He's a good player. No, no, this is the thing. I think he has a lot of talent, but like whether or not he decides to use that talent is highly coin flip. <laughs> some games he'll just pop okay. off, and some games he'll just be like, let me just try this, and then him trying just ends up leading to six stats. I'll accept that. Yeah. I'll accept Like, that. it's crazy. Yeah. Dude, there's, there's this time when, uh, I, I don't know how many of our viewers play League of Legends. There's this time when, did I play with you when I played Pike mid? Yeah, I think you played you with me when you Dude, played Pike mid. Yeah. And I was adamant on making it work, and I lost like 13 games in a row before I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, straight in. <laughs> I'll do that, but on my main sometimes. <laughs> Dude, it's part of the process, man. Yeah. Is Yasuo? Oh, no. It's really good. <laughs> it's not. Sometimes the enemy team will ban Yasuo, and he's like, damn, they banned Yasuo. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. They didn't do that. Oh, man. Sometimes I... Um, yeah, one time I think we played... We were talking about this earlier. Mm. <clears throat> I just get fed up with playing with you because I just get washed every game. Yeah. <laughs> it's my fault. I just I'm on an autopilot and just exactly, hit yeah. whatever's the closest thing. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think I just left and we were just chilling in the Discord while he left. <laughs> Bro, he desperately he tried to dirty. cling on to the game. We won that game. And we, we won. won. Are you the friend that left in the middle of his promos? Yes. Oh, he's telling me this because I played with him right after. But you don't understand being on that side of the coin. 
You yeah, just get washed all every day, day, bro. Oh, dude, I've, I've had my fair share of Alt F4s. <laughs> Trust yeah. me. Dude, <laughs> so the new trend is... In, the new trend in, for us is... So in League, there's like multiple lanes. And the bottom lane usually has two people in it. So I'm in support now in the bottom oh, yeah. lane. And playing that is a hell of an experience. Let me what? tell you why Arshad's a hypocrite, though. What? Because he told me a story once about how he played with our... <laughs> oh, yeah. with Shout out Kevin. And someone stole his jungle buff, so he just inted. <laughs> if anything, it's karma. And you got more of that coming your way, bud. Maybe that's why I've been losing. Yeah, I play one. with you, and I'm just your karma <laughs> manifested. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, so that, dude, this is actually a funny story. We'll, we'll transition out of league soon, but this, um, we were, I was playing with my friend. Yeah. And this was during my like toxic toxic days. Like I'm still toxic, but I'm so not. This is yesterday, bro. dude. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as toxic as I used to be. Uh-huh. Like before, like I would play, like I-, I had this one account where I would play Draven, and if my support took my kill, I'd interest. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> dude, so there was this one time I was jungling, and like uh, I was playing with my friend, and then I was getting into an argument with one of the like the ADC, and he took my buff at level one. I'm like, Kevin, I'm sorry. At level one? Yeah, I'm like, Kevin, oh. I'm sorry. You know I have to do this, right? Shout out Kevin Patel. <laughs> Shout out Kevin Patel. And he was like, he was like, uh, okay. And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I have to. Like, I have to. <laughs> Did he just accidentally steal it from me or he took it on purpose? No, he took it on purpose. <laughs> Come on, dude. You got to int. You yeah. got to throw away the game when that happens. That's fair. Actually, you don't, but. <laughs> no, you have to, dude. Dude, this is jungler's pride. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, all right. So, we, um. So League of Legends, that's something that you you haven't been playing recently, right? No, man, I stopped that. Honestly, you know why I stopped? Because mm-hmm. I'll only play with you. I don't yeah. really play with anyone else that much, and I just like am just tired of losing. You know? Dude, I think we need to make a club of people Arsha's just taking advantage of. <laughs> everything you say, I feel like I've experienced the same thing. I don't play League anymore except when I'm with Arsha. And then when I play with Arsha, he just randomly ints, so it's not even <laughs> fun anymore. I don't int. I mean, he's int. never into with me, bro. You int. Yeah. You're an inter- I, I don't int. You're an inter and you don't even... I have special picks that no one thinks of, which I guarantee work. It's so like a Syndra support or an Oriana support. Like, those are good picks. Dude. Yeah. They're always so troll, dude. But, alright, so, uh, so... I think uh, we got on this topic... I was giving my intro. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you never finished his intro. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're so, so, so we, yeah, I met Arshad in high school. We, um... Messed around in some of our classes, and that's how we got really close. We yeah. had a few of those uh, AP classes together. Yeah, yeah, we had, yeah. uh, I think it was AP Physics, Multivariable Calc, and we just dicked around. It was yeah. fun. <laughs> Literally, I was explaining in my last, um, in the last episode, how senior year, I was like, actually, a lot of us, I was on top of the world. One nobody, of the best years of my life. Nobody could <clears throat> say nothing to me. It was the so whole fun. year, nobody. We have some. You want to get? You want to tell some stories right we now? We can get into some stories. All right. I but yeah, I feel, yo, we go into the sack. I felt like Borat when he went into his, his hotel room. He was like, "King of the castle." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun, man. It was like, it it was just so crazy because I would, I feel like our high school experience. Like I tell people about the sack, and they're like, "It sounds like, you know, those like sitcoms where they're yeah. in high school, yeah, and they're just existing for sure." That was us, dude. 100%. And oh, there just, was a... Yeah. Yo, there were some characters in Fairlawn Public Schools. Oh, man. yeah. There really were. Like, who, who are you thinking of? I don't know. Well, first of all, you got me thinking of uh, our multi-class. Yeah, yeah. We, I used to call us the multi-minorities. It was just like <laughs> eight of us, right? Every single one of us yeah. is a minority. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It was eight of us. Uh, we all just got our green cards this yeah. time. <laughs> um, and we were in the highest math class you could be. So at that stage in your math career in high school, there's no AP test. So it gave us a lot of free time to just mess around. Um, Dude, if we you, had Russians, we had Asians. Oh, we, we had, had all. We had a whole diverse deck of cards, man. And Ryan, we had, and we had Ryan, <laughs> talking white guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was Not like, even. but he was also he had a little bit of ethnicity to him. Yeah, he was Jewish. He was Jewish, and he's, yeah, he's, he's Jewish. So he has a little bit of yeah, okay. bit of spice. But dude, you would walk into that class. So it was, it was. Like he said, it was like a high-level math class. It was the highest-level math class in the school. But if you walked in, you would think it was a freaking remedial. Spanish one. <laughs> remedial algebra. Like, yeah, yeah. Yo, you know what this reminds you of? What? Do you remember when someone came to talk to us from the, like, one of the counselors? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah bro. Oh, you guys to explain this. You gotta explain this. All right, so in that Wait, class, was that when we were misbehaving? That's when we would bully. I'm meant to see. So we have, we have a class full of random minorities. Dude. Right? Yeah. So a class, um, shouts Miss Velasco, our teacher. Yeah. Uh, she let us do our own thing for the yeah. most part. So yeah. a lot of it was just us like messing around, and like, you know, we just make jokes at certain people sometimes, some more than others. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, we bullied. We bullied. In good taste. It was all in good taste. Yeah, we were having yeah. fun. Um, I forget what triggered it, but one day Miss Velasco had had enough, and she called the main, like the main office or something. <laughs> and for a whole period, they sent someone down there, and they <laughs> lectured us about bullying. <laughs> We're supposed to be the cream of the crop, you know? And you fully think yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah. wait, so did the yeah. person get mad, or did the teacher get mad? You know what? It wasn't angry. It was sort of like. Almost condescending. Yeah, it was condescending. That was the word I was about to use. She's like, all right, guys, let's go over some things that we should know. <laughs> Bullying is not good, okay? Oh it's like God. she was talking to little kids, but she was... <laughs> no, why did the teacher care unless you were bullying her? Or were you bullying some other kids? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we bullied her. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. Okay, so there's one story. I'm not going to name any more names, but... By the way, I, I, want, I want to say this as a disclaimer. We're going to tell some stories, and it might sound like... like Miss Velasco is like was like an antagonist to us. She was actually a really good like she was like a friend of ours. She was uh -huh. one of those teachers that a hundred percent. If she's dude, I hope it would be so cool if she if she would ever watch this one day. Yeah, shouts Miss Velasco. Miss Velasco, if you're watching this, I have to say, you. and I've always said this about Miss Velasco, and I think Mr. Infante too. I think we need more teachers like them. Yeah. Teaching is one of the most important jobs Absolutely. I think yeah, in society. Definitely. I think if we had more people like that, more teachers like Miss Velasco and Infante who actually yeah. care. And they also get shit done yeah. when they need to. Yeah. Oh, Miss Velasco would be a lot better. Miss Velasco's classes would be like bordering either 100% fives or like bordering on the AP test. Yeah. On the AP test, like 100%. There were there Which were other the score you can get. Yeah, there were other teachers that were um, considered good teachers that didn't that paled in comparison. Like uh, I forget who the other one was. I'm not not gonna say his name, but. Yeah, no reason. He did a good job. He did a good job, but Miss Lasko was yeah. really outstanding. But uh, now that we got that out of the way, there's okay. Now so, that she's done listening, let's talk. Miss Lasko, shut this up. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had some obviously some nerdier kids. Yeah, and you know, kids in these classes are generally more well behaved, and in other classes they were. Uh, I'm thinking of a few in specific. Um, <laughs> But man, in that class, they just let loose, yeah. man. They did not care. Yeah. They did not give a single f And um, 
One time this kid goes to Velasco. You know what I'm talking? One time this kid goes to Velasco. Um, can we say names? First names? Maybe. I mean, I guess we can. Shouts Phil Melnick. Yeah. Okay, full name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, well, it we, doesn't matter. We're going full setting. Go ahead. Anyways, so she, one day she's like honest about homework and she goes, How come you guys aren't doing your homework? <laughs> you would never do this in Mr. Nian's class. And Mr. Nian was our physics teacher. And a lot of us had physics and multi at the same on the same year. So uh-huh. we were, had a lot of overlap in those classes. Uh-huh. And this is what Phil Malik says. Shouts Phil Malik. Yeah. If, I, if you didn't catch his name in the first year. <laughs> he goes, yeah, but we actually respect that man. <laughs> oh, oh, Mr. Dude. Like, freaking sword through the heart. Unbelievable. Velasco could not take that. But I then she retaliated. She almost cried, I think. You think so? She cried once. Did she say anything back? Was it more than once? There was one time she did cry. But that time I think she almost no, but, cried. But you know no, why did she say anything back to that? I don't remember, man. No, she didn't. No, but here's the thing. The thing about Phil, okay, if it was so, there were different tiers of like of like people being pieces of crap in that class, and me and Don were at the top, <laughs> yeah, we, or no. arguably the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Like we were just the biggest pieces of crap. We didn't do anything, <laughs> anything. But Phil was someone who like sat there, did his work. But then occasionally would just toss daggers at Velasco. Oh my god. Just be like, I don't respect you as a person. <laughs> just doing this freaking work. Like, Miss Velasco, this class sucks. I don't know how you have a job. You're a terrible human being. And so she, but this one time, uh, she retaliated. She, do, you, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Dude. So we, <laughs> we had, um, we had like homeworks. We had homeworks that she never collected, and um, Phil. I forget what the context was. I don't remember. Story. He was like Phil one day. Like she never collected the homeworks, so I never did them, and I'm pretty sure you never did them. <laughs> I, never, I think at the end she was like, "Guys, oh, yeah. it in." I did it the last period. And actually, I did. It. <laughs> I Yo, did. Actually, that's another funny story. Well, but, continue on this. Continue on this. So, so this Phil guy. So Phil was like, "Miss Velasco, this isn't a challenge or anything." <laughs> He's like, but you never collect a homework. And then it was over. And then she First was all, like, all of us groaned. Yeah, we like, were like, what, what are you doing? There was no worse way to phrase <laughs> a challenge than this is not a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the beginning or end of class? I don't remember. It was just somewhere. But then her retaliation method was, all right, from here on out, <laughs> I'm collecting every homework. I'm grading harshly. Now, so the thing is, she always bluffed. She always bluffed because she was gonna give all of us A's at the end of the day. You remember this? She yeah. did. She did. So she was like, "I'm gonna give you guys <clears throat> homeworks to take home." And so now, for the first like until literally like the day of me and Don, we didn't do them, but everyone else did. But there was some comfort in like the both of us doing them. Yeah, yeah. Like we were like, okay, well, like we're in this together, right? Yeah. But then the morning of, I remember Don was like, "Oh crap, man! I think she's gonna, I think she's gonna collect it," and he's sitting there doing it. I'm s- and I'm like, should I do it? I'm like, nah, she's not going to collect it. <laughs> oh, no. And she did. She did and then we all got A's. Anyway, so. You didn't end up doing it? I didn't end up doing it. So, you know what that reminds me of? What? You remember the end of the year projects at Miss Wilson? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she made, Dude, all right, long story short. We have too many stories. We all had terrible Wilson. projects, and she made us come back during finals time. Oh, right? yeah. When we had time off to re-give the presentation. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I feel I remember there was just some, you were doing something on like, <laughs> you were doing something on like uh, rocket ships. 
Yeah, something and like with Elon Musk. Yeah, with Elon Musk. So his presentation was on like we had to relate it to multivariable calculus. Yeah. Okay, I was about to say rocket. Yeah. So you could do anything as long as you related it to calculus. Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, was there anyone in that class that had like a legit? Yeah, I think like maybe like Alex, Alex, Emily, Emily, maybe Richard, maybe yeah. Phil, maybe Al- yeah. Okay, so but then me, you, and Jackie. <laughs> did not, so. Um, I remember my thing, like, she gave us a long, she gave us probably, like, a month. Yeah. But my preparation for it was the morning of, I just looked up a video about colors. <laughs> and honestly, I had a pretty nice presentation going for me. He keeps, but, he keeps swearing his presentation was good. It was good. If you're, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I feel like it's interesting. But anyways, I remember you were giving yours on, like, on, like, SpaceX. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, it was, like, a decent presentation, but there were, no, it... There were times when it was just like good, but then there was times when like clearly you had forgotten what to say, <laughs> and you would make eye contact with me, and we would both start laughing. But I'd be laughing, and you'd be trying not to yeah, because you're not trying to yeah, redo, yeah. redo the freaking presentation. But then me, you, and Jackie had to go up and do it again. Right? That made me feel better that Jackie had to do it again. Yeah. Jackie ended up being salutatorian, yeah. oh, and he's yeah. like one of these really hard uh, working students, and. Um, I was like, at least it's not just me and our show this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. No, then you feel better. Yeah, we yeah. were, we were. By the way, we're making it to to anyone who's watching right now. We weren't like these like delinquent students who just barely made it to college. <laughs> like we did well in school. I think we were probably both like top ten. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pretty good. All of Fairlawn High School. Yeah, yeah. How many kids do you guys have in graduating? Top ten percent. I wasn't. It's a public school, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. We had like three hundred kids, I think. Three fifty probably. Yeah, exactly. That's not pretty good. Um, that, my high school, we had um, in each grade was like forty. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's nothing. Yeah. So being in the top ten percent, that's what was hard for us. That's like. insane, man. Yeah. So like your top ten percent would be like what? Top 30, 30 40-ish? forty-ish. Yeah. Our top ten percent is literally like the top four people. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Like, which is insane and we were talking about this before the podcast but like how did that uh, affect your academic that, that's the thing so like it kind of screws over a lot because uh, like people would all a lot of public school people would have these statistics like oh yeah I'm top 50th top 25th or something right. and I was like in our class I think at one point I was like rank 11 or 12 right but I, there was this program that only took like the top I want to say like 20% of people yeah, and I didn't get it because I was rank 11 and I'm like wait a minute rank 11 in other, any other school would have been like fantastic but this yeah. stinks here and I'm like yeah. because well, yeah. well rank 11 and that honestly rank like 40 in your school is probably like they would have gotten top 10% they probably. would have gotten top 10 yeah probably yeah. Like, our, our school the, our school was pretty tough and like going into it like everyone just thought that you'd be super geniuses but then by the time sophomore year hit You'd be really humbled, and that could either go two ways: you either have motivation to become better, or it could mm-hmm. be like me and most other dudes that just like gave up and right. realized that none of this crap matters. Because like I had friends that were like the smartest people I've ever met. They could go to like Berkeley, Stanford, right. like um, UIUC, all these places. Yeah. But like, the common trait was like they didn't study. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I guess some people are just born with like a proper mind. And, like, they're able to retain stuff easily. Which is what Arshab tries to be. I don't know if he is. But <laughs> you can get away with that in high school. Yeah. You really a lot can. easier. No, but, like, these guys... But you know what it is also about those kind of people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't speak for your friends, but at least some of my friends, they'll try to pretend that they don't stuff. Oh, yeah. No, no. Oh, I'm like... Oh, yeah. I only studied 30 oh, minutes for this test. Oh, dude. I used to freaking... Um, but they do. I used... I, used I don't to know. Carry, I, I don't know. Like, I used to carry around... Uh, we had that multi-book. Right. I used to just like use it as a folder. Just 
with the freaking uh, the the front. <laughs> Just to show people I was better than that. <laughs> yeah, but it's like that's a but that's, that's a, in Fairlawn High School. It, you really didn't have to try that hard, and you could do really well. So I'm like, yeah. I've talked to a lot of my private school friends from Stuyvesant, BCAs, yeah. and man, it seems like. Going to a private school like that just messes up your academic self-esteem. Yeah, because yeah, no, no, sure, like, sure. especially for me going into high school, I didn't know where I stood really. I could have been a smart kid. I also could have been average. Yeah. Yeah. And like through high school, I took some classes, and you know, I was like, oh, I'm like smarter than some of these kids. Yeah. And that really gave me the confidence to go oh, forward yeah, and apply 100%. to some of the better schools. Exactly. You know. Yeah. And then as going into UCLA, which is like a pretty good engineering program, yeah. I had the confidence to do well there too. Yeah. I think if I went into a BCA or a private school yeah. like that. So, that's man, my academic self-esteem would have been in the toilet. That, that's the thing. When we applied to our year, so many stupid things happened because we were a small school. So many people got wrecked. If I remember correctly, I think only like one or two people got into IVs. Wow. Right. So, which is insane considering, like the as you said, the forty type person, of people who are in your school. Yeah, the fortieth yeah. person there would probably be like at least like top fifty in any other yeah. uh, school. So then I remember like. Be, Oh my god, there's so many stories of how incompetent. And another thing about these schools are, it's not the school that makes you good. It's just that there's a name that comes with that school. Mm-hmm. So then all the smart people around and all their parents are thinking, holy crap, if my, parent, right. if my kid goes to that school, they'd be like super geniuses. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it just turns out all the people going to the school are already super smart. Right. So like our yeah. teachers were disastrous. I don't think there's a single teacher that like I would say taught me anything. Wow. Maybe like our math teacher but like not really kind of maybe but there's not like english departments or any art departments non-existent so how'd you learn this stuff then in high school? But that's what i'm saying we were already super smart people and in office like we talked about this before but I, from even from high school i had the habit of just reading the textbook and not paying attention in class yeah. mm-hmm. and like going by on the test because in our high school at least we were allowed to use laptops i don't know about right. you guys but we use laptops i think so to take yeah, notes in class we, yeah. we didn't really take notes that. I think we did. Yeah, we could use our phones and stuff. You know, no. So we had laptops and stuff. So basically, just you know, like freaking playing Minecraft or like (laughs) Need for uh, Asphalt Day or stuff like that. Right. All we had all those things, but um, it was like from then on, all of us already had the skill to uh, to self learn, and because of that, none of the teachers really did anything. But then the problem becomes. Oh, since we're so smart, we affect the school ranking. So then the next gen is thinking, holy crap, look at this. They're like the number two school in New Jersey. That must mean they're good. Right. And right, it keeps right. on going and going and going. It, so the school's name and their reputation doesn't actually reflect upon the education you receive. Exactly. So that's why when this school first started and when a bunch of magnet schools first start, they're not that highly ranked. Right. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know? Exactly. Exactly. They're, it's like it's like we are esteemed and then they get esteemed literally, people, yeah. but they don't, have, they don't have anything to back yeah. it up. A hundred percent. Like, I think now, like I talked to my, so remember how I said about my high school math teacher? Yeah. Now he's the vice president. I think now they're making proper changes to make it better, right? But if I remember correctly, it's like when I was there, we had the same administration that was there for like 10 years. So that whole in, group of people really didn't do much. In many ways, it's kind of like the, uh, you know those influencers now that are like, um, mm-hmm. they're like, they're life coaches. Right. Yeah. Their life is revolved around being a life coach. Yeah. So it's like this weird cyclical thing where it's like, yeah. I actually um, hate those guys. Yeah, <laughs> I hate them too. But it's this weird cyclical thing where they don't have any substance except right. to teach people how to have substance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is kind of like what that sounds like a little yeah, bit. I, yeah, I 100% see what you're saying. And, yeah. But yeah, I genuinely believe there is something to go in a, uh, a public school that you do get an advantage. No, we talked about this before. Like, yeah. I feel like public school is better for like 
uh, for the majority of the population by far. Only if you, I think you should only go to these type of schools if you're like a super genius and you know it. Yeah. Like there's a few people like that. And then if, if you're those type of people, then go for it. But if you're like mediocre average or like not. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, public school is way better. Like there's more potential for growth, I feel like public school. Yeah. Also, I don't know if I told you this, but I, no, I just mentioned it. But yeah, my high school math teacher was now vice principal watches the podcast. And he said he would, he would be down to come on podcast. Oh, wow. Freaking amazing. Awesome. So like the perspective I'm giving you is from a student, but he's like the administration. So maybe right. we can get some details yeah. from that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's like, I just want to put it out there. Like I'm not, I hate the school because I went there as a student, but maybe there's something behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I, I also think public school is better for fostering like leadership. Yeah. Yeah. We talk, yeah. Yeah. Me like interacting with like real people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there is something to be said. We were very privileged. We went to a really good public school. It's real, it's real. Did we? Was that like? Is that yeah, man. You should like. I talked to some of my friends at UCLA. Mm-hmm. Like we had all these APs and stuff. Yeah. Like in terms yeah, of AP. the type of people who went and like the actual like teaching, we were really lucky. Yeah. Not everyone has such great public schools. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that there is like that asterisk, but yeah, yeah that, that's true. Um, that that is true. I think I think you kind of don't notice that like when you're in high school but you kind of like understand that it's like that saying from the office like if there's a way to know that you're in the good old days until you've left it something like that but yeah you don't know yeah i know what you're saying you don't realize these things until it's already done and then like oh crap it did help me a lot like because of ap's like i was able to skip most of my college basic stuff right but like a lot of people don't get that chance which is a shame because if anyone would need to skip out on maybe a year of paying tuition stuff mm. would most likely be those people coming from like the underprivileged places right 100%. but again like the cyclical thing we just said like if you're average you'll get pushed up into not being average but if you're not doing too hot you're not going to get pushed anywhere but that's just how society is right now um yeah but what is great about those kind of schools um mm-hmm. is you're definitely way more prepared for college because I know for me, mm-hmm. my first years of college were pretty rough. And I feel there like was a learning curve. I wasn't prepared for the workload. Oh, yeah. Um. I don't... I want to argue that, again, if you go to those schools, I feel like you're just the type of person that would find those things easy already. Because, again, mm. it's not like those places cultivate Do you think talent. so? I mean, uh, no. It's, it's also very possible that you... Because there's the... The thing that you're talking about, I think the thing that you guys are talking about is not necessarily just being smart and having, like, raw talent with any subject, but, like, working hard for a grade. I don't think necessarily... Like, doing the work. I don't know, because I have a bunch of stories like you guys where we just did nothing. Like, one of her her teachers is actually hilarious. I don't know how much I can say, so I'll be very vague. But, like, one of her teachers wanted another position. beans. I can't say it because if, if the VP comes, I'm just going to always bleep it out yeah, later. Yeah. yeah, but like anyway, one of our teachers was studying to become another position in the school and that position opened up, but something happened which led to that person not getting the position and she, um, he or she was forced to stay in the current position she was in. So basically, she didn't get the promotion. Let's just break it down to that. Okay. And because of that, I remember her class being like the greatest class ever because you straight up just did nothing. She was salty. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Do we have anyone like that? I don't think the teachers cared that much at our school. Man. They didn't. No, so that's what I'm saying. Like, all, I think every school you go to has those places you can just BS and pass through. 
and yeah. like the, my school didn't really do anything special to like yeah. help that. Dude, so you, when you got into college, yeah, the workload. How did you feel about it? Was it too much? Was it too little? Or was so it? So the I made a really bad mistake in college. I want to stress this to the viewers. Yeah. Whatever you do when you first go to college, do not think you're a hot shot. Because <laughs> Even, oh, if, yeah. even if you are a hot right. shot, you're going to get shot down yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. I get humbled. I was like, oh, these people didn't take 12 credits? Who the hell do they think they have? And then also on top of that, I have brown parents, and they're like, oh, yeah, I emigrated from like the depths of like the <laughs> Indian fields to come all the big body fields to come over here. I've been through all of this. You can definitely take more than 12 credits. So I listened to them. I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. Let me take 20 credits. So because I was like, how, hard, how hard could it Yikes. be, right? So it's not, it's, the classes weren't hard, I want to say, but it's just like, when you go to ca- college, it's not just classes. There's no school bus. There's no set nine to five time. There's no teachers going after your ass, like, oh, give me your homework and stuff like that. You are fully independent. Mm-hmm. So like, all of a sudden, you have this big responsibility on you, and even if it's not just classes, you have to handle like getting your own food, get handling your, making sure you become you're an adult. time. Yeah. yeah, you become an adult. So even if the class isn't hard, there's so much other stuff you have to do, I highly recommend don't just take all the classes because then you're going to ignore stuff in your life. Like I remember there were days that I just like, or like weeks at a time, I just didn't have a social life because I had so much work wow. to do, right? And like, it wasn't hard, but it was just like tedious. Like, oh, I got to write an essay for this or got to study for that or got to mm-hmm. make a presentation for this. But then it just escaped my mind. Like, holy crap, I need to have a life and like do stuff. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like, that, that's a big thing that you bring up, which is going into school. This is something that happened to me I'm, I'm sure it happened to you to some extent. I, I think in hindsight, like at the time, I think there was a degree of cockiness going into school. Definitely. Yeah. And that's just not healthy. And, and I can look back in hindsight and look at myself and I was like, yeah, I was definitely much cockier than I should have been. I was like, oh, yeah, like this and this class. Like um, in my defense, I still don't think I needed to go to those classes. But I think <laughs> like my system could have been improved. But I didn't improve it because I was like, oh, I'm fine. Right, yeah. and that's that's something that we got from public school. Yeah, and excelling Be in public. Cruising, cruising. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I had one piece of advice for people going to college, it'd be uh, don't use our shot system. Don't <laughs> <laughs> use my freaking okay. Don't use, especially Amir, my little brother. If you're out there, don't do that. You know, I I was about to tell him when we were I was at his place here, and Amir was there, and he's like, "Yo, I've been going to these classes." And then um, he was telling me about this one professor he had, and I was like, uh, I was like, oh yeah, stop going to his class after like two weeks. Well, I was just saying that casual conversation, and I was like, oh crap, I shouldn't put this. <laughs> and he was like, really? I was like, oh yeah, yeah, but like, you should go. <laughs> I was like, just go. Use it with caution if you're going to use it. If you're going to go back and watch that clip. It's a great clip, I think. There's three different perspectives on uh-huh. what the right answer is in that clip about goat study tactics. Yeah. Use it with caution. You want to open your laptop? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Yeah, but like the study options in that, in that clip, I think, like, were valid, but it highly de- depends on the people you are. Don't use our shots. Yeah. That's the thing. You have to recognize that not everyone is built like Arsha and not everyone is willing to accept Arsha. Okay, standards. but then no, but okay, when you say not everyone's built like me, I'm not, I'm no different. I just, I think the system can genuinely work for everybody, but no, okay, use okay. it with caution. Let use me change it. Let me change it. Not all the people have Arshad standards with what's acceptable and what's not. And like, not all people have Arshad's hard work. His system is very um, demanding. Like, you're gonna have to stay up like freaking 36 hours 
and just like lots of pressure. Yeah, lots of pressure. Like not a lot of people can handle that. I don't think yeah. I can. So well, if I, I do have one legitimate piece of advice, because obviously I was just joking. Um, my English teacher, tenth grade English teacher, told me, and it stuck with me. And only now I've realized how true it is. And it's never put your name on shit. If you're gonna do something, do it right. Yeah. And I think if yeah. I just followed that throughout yeah, college, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have been fine. So don't put your name on shit. Yeah, yeah that's true. I thought originally, I thought you were saying like don't put your name on anything because somebody's gonna track you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just <laughs> identity fraud like. <laughs> the hell of scammers out there. Be careful. Keep your credit cards close to your pockets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, I feel like I have a freaking identity scamming story recently. No, you Yo, got it too. Did your email got sent with the financial aid notification? Yeah, I got an email on my school email from the freaking Rutgers office of registrar saying that you need to get two clicks and like log in here. When you click the login, it was hella whack. So I'm like, all right, this is not legit. So I ignored it. And then like two days later, they're like, oh yeah, it was a fake. Dude, you know what's crazy? Um, we have some, do you guys have Handshake? Do you guys use that? Yeah, we use Handshake. Dude, on Handshake, they don't monitor what the hell, like what kind of jobs are posted. On Handshake, that's supposed to be a Rutgers affiliated It's a Rutgers thing. LinkedIn, basically. It's a Rutgers LinkedIn. And all the mm-hmm. stuff, technically, they do, they they like vet them out. Yeah. Apparently not so much because there were some there's some companies that come in. One of our friends, uh, Alian, it, it doesn't matter if he says it. Oh um, yeah. He got it. He about. he had some like really weird experience, and he found out oh, that this, this the is... job that he got, no, and no, they were no, paying him. The the thing he was it from handshake. I did not know it was from handshake. From handshake. But the thing he got was basically that they, they he would just have to take some money that they would send him. And send it somewhere else. Dude, it was money laundering. Ah, it was straight money laundering. This laundry. scam happened to me. What happened? I tried to sell an iPhone on eBay, and minutes later, after literally minutes, someone hits me up and they're like, yo, I like this iPhone. I want to buy it. Even I'll give you $20 more than the price you asked. Which, first of all, if anyone gives you more money than you're asking yeah. for, alarm bells should be going yeah, off. Red flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the guy goes, he texts me. He's like, <clears throat> I got your money. But listen, I'm going to transfer you. $2,000 instead of like the 200 that I was asking for. What you're going to do is you're going to take that money, keep the part for your iPhone, and give the rest to a friend who's going to come pick it up. Now, what the scam is, I obviously, I didn't know what was going on at the time, but I knew something was up. Yeah. And I asked my dad about it, and we didn't really know. Turns out it's a common scam, and I think it's what happened to it your is, friends. It is, yeah. What they do is the, the check will bounce eventually. And yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. take out the money and you're going to give it to them. And eventually your car, your bank is going to show negative And they yeah, just basically... That, that's yeah, exactly yeah. what I heard. So basically what happened for Leon's story is... Well, what I heard is um, he got sent the money or something, but it was in like a package. And they like line it with aluminum or something. Cash? Yeah, cash. Oh, so interesting. So that's money laundering. I think yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, so they can't scan it. But he had to like call the police and they like wow. questioned him and stuff. And apparently it was a common thing. But the yeah. thing that was really scary was... I didn't know it was from Handshake, but like... The company seemed legit. They were an Italian shipping company with like reviews on Google and like their own website and everything. So like, I remember he was asking us, like, guys, should I take this job? The Sopranos, Sopranos of Time. Sopranos, man. The Sopranos of Time. I finished it last week, bro. It, it's Do you watch so Mad good. Men? What? Do you watch Mad Men? I, yeah, I watched Mad Men, finished that as Finally, well. Finally, we have someone who's watched it. It's Mad so Men good. Dude. First of all, have you guys watched both of them? I, I only watched Mad Men. I, I, I watched yeah, yeah. Not Sopranos. Um, it's hard to say which one's better. Maybe this is recency bias. But I'm gonna go with Sopranos. Is there anyone like Don Draper on the Sopranos? Tony Soprano. I think Tony Soprano is way more interesting than Don Draper. Yeah. Is I, I think as cool as Don Draper. Well, to- Tony Soprano is someone who doesn't have 
the looks that Don Draper has. So he has, like, he's he's just a more interesting character because Don Draper gets away with a lot more. But yeah, that's exactly the thing. Is I, I feel like Don Draper is a lot more. I mean, he's supposed to be superficial, the main character of Mad Men. Um, no, I think he's really deep. In he, a way, yeah, I what you mean. Like the looks add a sense of super superficial. His personality, like he, a lot of him is superficial, and his personality is like chalked up and like bulked up on the show, like personality wise. Mm. But I think if you like sum it up, like he's just an advertising douchebag in a way, yeah. you know. Yeah. Tony the, Soprano, on the other hand, I think is a really interesting character. Well, the the whole the whole mm. reason Don Draper being a superficial character is supposed to be like. He's on purpose. A it's not an action. of the marketing agency and right. all that. And like also the stuff in his life, he's always been forced to adapt from here to there. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't really had time to like, you know, build like normal stuff like hobbies or like right. anything that makes him a real character. The whole point of him is that he's whatever the customer wants. Did you yeah. finish Mad Men? Yeah, Mad Men, <clears throat> I love that show so much. Great show. Amazing yeah. show, but yeah. I-, I will say in the later, well, for like spoilers. Uh, not really. Spoilers. Are you gonna see the later seasons? In the later seasons, he, Don does become more. I think what happens in the later seasons is it becomes. He more, has more flesh to him. Yeah. As a character. Oh no! I'm gonna complain because the thing that happens in the later seasons is they rely a bit, just a tiny bit more on like the flashiness, mm-hmm. like he's banging a new girl every day or something, and like yes, it becomes like more more extravagant. Like that's what I was trying to hit on. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. like they try really hard to make him extravagant, and I think that's why a lot of people are drawn to him. Mm. For sure, but for in sure. a way, it's it's like fake, you know. Yeah, like that, that's the thing. There's the iconic quote again. I, I keep having deja vu because I feel like I talked about this before, but I don't know where I talked about it. But there's that iconic quote like, "I'm the guy," like he, he was talking to a customer about love or something, and he's like, "I'm the guy who writes uh, that." You know he, that yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, "Love doesn't exist. Love is." Oh, it was the first episode. No, it was it was with the it was with the Jewish chick. First, it episode. might have been the first episode. Was that yeah. the first episode? Lo- love exists for me to sell nylons or something yeah. like that. Oh, right. so like oh, depressing quote. I think at the end he's but like, it had a lot you, of value. you live alone and you die alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dang, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, but you know what's interesting about that quote what? is that in a way it's subjective. He said it as if it was a generality, yeah. but that's not true. Yeah. You don't think it's true? You live alone, you die alone. I don't know which part you're talking. No, about. I'm talking about the love. Lo- I create love so I can sell nylons. Like I feel like that sense of. That's an interesting question. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of expectations and what people have for a lot of things, not just love, but like friend groups, let's say, or like college experiences, it's it's shaped into us by what we consume with media, advertising, TV Mm -hmm. shows, movies. Like when I went to college, I was thinking like, holy crap, I'm just going to like pop off and freaking 22 Jump Street, everything. (laughs) It's going to be really fun. But that's not how it is. But that's what you think it is. There's also this like weird... Uh, I, I mean, yeah, you can say that for a lot of things. The way that people approach, like, you know, relationships or like marriages or whatever, is very like, very yeah. like fairy tale very like exactly. whatever. Yeah. It's just I, stuff like that. A hundred percent. Yeah, I've um, started encountering this more as I've gotten older. You, you know, you start to think about like, who do I want to settle down with? Exactly. For the rest of life. And a lot of times we're told you have to have like the perfect partner. For exactly. You. Yeah. There's someone out there for you. A soulmate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the phrase that's used a lot. And, you know, I think that mentality is really toxic. Mm-hmm. And you see it, you know where? In Indian matchmaking. Indian matchmaking. Oh, you see, this transition. You see <laughs> Aparna, who her mother has set these expectations for her. Yeah. So Indian matchmaking, well, quickly, quickly, Indian matchmaking is a show on Netflix, right? right. Someone's a bachelor oh, or bachelor something. 
Oh, they know, man. You're the only one. You're the only one that hasn't watched it. Which is the irony, because I think I've watched more of The Bachelor and Bachelorette than in the <laughs> Dude, you know what's crazy? is You told me in the matchmaking was dumb. Okay, right, whatever. Edit, edit, but then edit. you you said, you, but then you, but then you watch Bachelor Bachelorette. So what's what's worse? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I regret watching Bachelor Bachelorette. That's like a that's a shame on my past. Like, well, why? Well, I heard it's good, <laughs> dude. It's like well, it's fun. Well, 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 let's stay on. Uh, yeah, we're getting off topic. Right. Let's. But yeah, just quickly introduce. It's a dating show on Netflix. Right. It's really popular amongst the brown community, and apparently, mm-hmm. a lot of other communities as well. Right. So, yeah. Aparna has a deep complex, by the way. So we're talking about love, and I think her mother has said. Aparna's mother, which is one of the characters on the show, it's reality TV, and it follows um, Indians who are trying to get married through an arranged marriage, and they actually hire someone to find an arranged, find someone for them. Essentially, it's sort of like Tinder. In a way. That's a thing in the culture. They're swiping right and left on all these, like, different profiles that a woman, her name is Seema Ante, I think? Something like that. This woman's job is to find Indian uh, people. That's a great way to put it. It's like Tinder, except you're not... Damn, Tinder with a very short trajectory (laughs) to marriage. Yeah, it's real life Tinder. But anyways, what I was trying to say was, when it comes to love, I think we have all these expectations, and you see it in Aparna, who has like all these, uh, like guidelines for what she wants in a man, and people are not perfect. You're never Mm -hmm. gonna find that, and that's why with Aparna, she's been alone for a while, and that's why I think she tried to do it the you know American way, where you just find someone naturally, but she ended up having to go to. Seema auntie. Well, she's she's been alone for a while, I think, for, for two reasons. One, because of her own expectations for other people and how other right. people don't meet them. But then two, it's just she's just genuinely just an unpleasant person. She really is. She's just so unpleasant. She has a deep-rooted freaking complex, 100%. I think. You haven't watched the show yet. Yeah. But you'll find out within the first episode that this You really girl, don't like her, man. You don't like her. She has... She just thinks She just thinks she's hot. But you know what's interesting about her? You meet her, you don't like her, then you meet her mother. And, and you're like, like oh, like now oh, I get yeah. it. Like, her mother's worse than her. Now I get it. Her mom, her entire life has set up all these expectations. So there, I think Aparna has a lot of cognitive dissonance in the fa- fact that like, where reality and your perception of reality, there's a gap. It's yeah. not the same. Yeah. Right. And I think actually we have a lot of that when you go to college and high school about what you want to make your career. Mm-hmm. But that's a different topic we can touch on later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's that that's a great topic. gap between what you think reality is and what it actually is. And Aparna, her mom has set her up to be this almost princess queen and high achiever. And in other fields, for instance, your career, but not your love life, you can work hard and you can get to those things. Yeah. But that's where it becomes when love is much more trickier than that. And yeah. like our expectations of love as set by our parents in movies can really skew a lot of people. I Absolutely. Think. And so I saw this one video. It was titled, it was a very, it was a very like uh, <clears throat> reeling in title. It wasn't clickbaity because it was like accurate, but it was called Why You Will Marry the Wrong Person. Who are we talking about this video? Maybe. Right. It was called Why You Will Marry the Wrong Person. And essentially, it's just like, look, to think, um, the, the words that he uses is to think that everyone is, you know, purely good or purely a sinner is just stupid. Mm-hmm. Because we're humans. And humans are not... And we talked about this in another episode, too, when we were talking about, like, we were talking about, like, why, like, um, 
your why people's activism posts don't work because they treat everyone like enemies or they treat other mm-hmm. people like that are on their side like heroes. If you do that in a marriage too, or if you do that when trying to appro- approach significant other, you're gonna fail because there's no one that's purely good. There's no one that's purely evil. There's just people who are good in some ways and also have extreme flaws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if your expectations for love is for someone who's never going to accept, uh, upset you, you're just going to fall extremely short of that every single time. Yeah. You're not even going to get close to that. I agree. You're not even going to get close to that. He, he asked the audience, he was like, do any of you think you're easy to live with? Maybe a couple of people raised their hand. And he's like, he's like, I'm going to tell you this. Not only are you hard to live with, every single one of you, you are extremely hard to live with. Mm. And every person is like that. Yeah, 100%. And the thing with the partner that you mentioned is she was trying to she was trying to check off this checklist, which was interesting too because and now this is when I get into the the complex. She definitely thought she was a lot higher up on the marriage market than she actually was. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. I agree, man. Like, obviously, it doesn't all come down to like looks or anything. Yeah. But just in general, like, dude, she gassed herself so hard. Mm-hmm. And her expectation to man was like, so how did it go for her on the show? Not well, but you know what? Terribly. Spoilers. It didn't go well for anyone. No yeah. one ended up no, getting one, married. One, those no, one. no one. I looked it up. Oh, not a they, single did they, person. Did they break up afterwards? Who? The, oh, the the rich awkward guy. I forget his name. No, not him. Wait, the rich awkward. Anyways. So um, because those no, usually don't didn't, end well. It didn't. General. Like in the Bachelor history, Wait, not many people. Quick spoiler. Nadia and... Uh... No. Oh, okay. Here's what I will say about Aparna. At first, I, I was really annoyed by her. But after a bit, that annoyance, I think it turned to pity in a way. Uh, I feel because, like, I kind of feel for her, man. She's put herself in this position that's almost like a checkmate. You can't get out of it. You know? What do you mean? As in, like, her expectations are here. Yeah. <clears throat> She's getting older and stuff. And there's no guy who will meet these expectations mm-hmm. and, like, maybe be into you. Maybe there is a guy. I don't know. But in a way, she's, like, you know, almost screwed from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, you you kind of saw that in her, too. Like, in her later face. Like, because you, you noticed at the beginning of the show, she was very, very picky. She was picky the whole time throughout. But then near the end, she was like, okay, I'll go on a FaceTime call with this guy, that mm. guy, that guy. None of them worked out. That's what happened. You get humbled. You ever seen that experiment where they give each person a number? They line up 10 men and 10 women, and they give you a number. Yeah. And you don't know what your own number is. Yeah. But your goal is to marry or get in, in contact with someone who has the highest number that you can get. So they put men and women in a row, and then they just let them go, and they said, go make matches, right? And then... Almost every single time, the people were within one number. I think every single time, people were within one number or their number uh, was their match. Oh, the numbers are based on <clears throat> their attractiveness? Or just no, no, they, they were just random, random numbers. But you, I guess you can kind of, you can assume these were meant to represent attractiveness. Yes, okay. exactly. Okay. So, yeah, you, you end up, uh, you start, yeah. you ask the 10, yeah. you know, and they're like, nah. Yeah, you go down. And you go down. Yeah. And if you're a one, yeah. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But, like, you can't... Dude, life is just like that, and it's unfortunate. But if you're not... 
I think some people have trouble grasping that. And maybe Aparna had trouble grasping that because she had such success everywhere else in her life. And she was like, I'm just the top in everything. And she treated herself like a 10. Mm. And it took her a long time to understand. Yeah, that, that's a problem, I want to say. Like, most of these people who are like that, who have that it's cognitive dissonance, dissonance, as you yeah, said, or like, who are unable to, are those same type of people who are unable to recognize that they themselves have a problem. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, like, they'll, she'll just, I don't know about her in specific, but like, maybe some other people, even if they don't find the man, they'll just keep looking for that. But then eventually, like, yeah. the time's going to run out and they're just going to end up, like, a lot mm -hmm. and like that's the main issue like that pit, the sense of pity you said is like I felt that too and I didn't even watch the goddamn show because yeah. she's been living there her whole life and she it's doesn't that have any cognitive else. dissonance yeah. yeah dude but the entire show is really interesting because uh, it's so different from like I as an American and Israeli experience mm -hmm. yeah I think just the the idea of arranged marriages and I, th I know we've talked about this and you you like uh, are more open to arranged so uh, here's the here's what I think this actually ties in very nicely with the whole concept of love and finding a soulmate. Does that exist? Hey, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's like the one person that you have to get to know really well and then like understand. I'll, I'll go further than that. I will say no. I will say it doesn't exist. Yeah, it, it exists for some people. Like, like a, a soulmate? Well, yeah. I, well, I, okay, I, if you're going to say soulmate, at the end of the day, everyone who ends up marrying a person and dying with them, that person was their soulmate. Yeah. So, I, I don't so think do you think soulmates exist or soulmates are crafted? But what I'm talking well, about I, is this idea of soulmate where you have one individual who's just right for you. And no, no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that exists. Because I, as a matter of fact, okay, the way that the matchmaking works, the way that they do it on indie matchmaking, do you line up on these major things? Yeah. Does, does this... It's called uh, biodata, I think? Biodata, exactly. Right. And this is actually like this is like a, a common thing that Indian people yeah, use. Yeah, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not dude. There's isn't there damn newspapers like you'll see like yeah like their daughter's bio data listed and like like, like an ad yeah like an ad interesting like, yeah and then like they so another thing that's really weird is well, not weird but like that's their culture is like they'll say like looking for this rank of person or something like that right so like the caste system is oh yeah still, oh yeah well they do that a lot yeah because well those are one of the things where like. People, okay, here's another thing, man. People always say, now, I'm, I'm, I always have to put these freaking disclaimers because I always say stuff that sounds yeah, really ignorant. Yeah. Okay, I'm by no means against multicultural marriages. Yeah. I'm by no means against them, okay? <laughs> mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is one of the things, now, you could also say that being multicultural makes your marriage better in many ways i agree with that but something that people that some people are looking for many people are looking for is someone within the same culture as them because it makes them more compatible with them in many ways someone yeah. maybe that grew up in the same place as them i think multicultural marriages make more sense when two people are raised in america and have, have different ethnic backgrounds yeah, this is true but i don't think someone from freaking siberia and someone from brazil are going to randomly meet and be compatible as mates because they can't even talk to each other. I agree. Exactly, yeah. So it's things like that. These are do you big see, things. Do you see, but that never happens. Like, that issue never happens. Yeah, that, that, I, I was just adding some nuance to my multicultural. Okay. Um, so as long as these major things line up, almost anything can work. 
Right. Most things can work. You find them attractive. You just have to be tolerable. Yeah. Yeah. You have to tolerate the other person. And and you have to understand to some degree, even if you find someone that you think is perfect, they're going to get real intolerable real quick. Yeah. hundred percent. Real quick. Yeah. I mean, that's how it is. So I don't have anything. The arranged marriage thing. I think it works, man. I think it works. You don't need to spend a long, long time getting to know someone before before you find them eligible to marry you, I think. I mm. think it's just line up major things, get to know them a little bit, have a little bit of chemistry. It can work. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't totally agree. I think, like, definitely the more time you spend with someone, the better you get to know them. Yeah. I think there is a point where you know the person, and after that point, you can You're make a, a, a good decision about if you want to spend the rest of your life with this person. But you don't know a person until you really spend a lot of time. So the thing and is, I don't think that, like, on such a short time scale, like you were saying, can really work. True, but say you get to know a person, the things, the things that might come out are the... Here's, here's my argument, is let's say you don't get to know a person as well as you would have liked and you find out eventually that there's some intolerable part of them in my head if you just accept that everyone has something intolerable Mm -hmm. you're gonna either find out earlier or later but there's gonna be something intolerable no so that's not uh, i don't know if intolerable is the right word to use there's gonna be something that really tests you no the the problem i think is that the you said this before but like you just have to be tolerable to other people and i don't think a lot of people are like that and like they a lot of people won't settle for certain aspects, which might not seem major in the like the begin beginning, like they may not be a serious like religious affiliation, or, like politi- political or all that stuff. But it's just some things that they won't settle for, and you can't find that out unless you spend a certain amount of time with them. So that's why I feel like, like the sometimes like these overnight weddings are like, like crazy. Like the fact that you can just meet someone like all right. I guess we're together now. Like, that seems like... It shouldn't be right away. I think there should be a little bit of getting to know them. Here's here's what I think should happen. I think I think you shouldn't... Okay. Arranged marriages are a little different in, in our... I guess the word is like diaspora, diaspora. How do you pronounce that? Diaspora. 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 In our diaspora, the way it works is... People will get to know people through school or whatever. Yeah. And they'll they'll get to know them, but they won't, like, get to know know them. They'll just get to know them. Like, the same way that I'll get to know... Just... Yeah, but... Like, they won't get to know them as, like, close, close friends. They'll just get to know them as, like, people within their community and yeah. stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? And then they go forward. I think that can be... Do you know what it is? I think if you're determined to make something work, you, yeah, can, make you can make it work. Exactly. It's like, you know, back in the day, divorces were just not an option. Mm-hmm. So, like... If that's not an option, fuck it. You stick through it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And, and uh, I think... Is that, that the best thing, though? I don't know. I don't think so. It's Sometimes good, if it's not right, it's not right. It's a good question. I mean, wh- one of my friends was telling me that... Well, okay, in that video, too, that I was watching, he was like, he was like, you know, you can, you can kind of act on a whim and... and break things apart when you are or you aren't feeling happy this wasn't an indie guy by the way this was like a white dude from britain that was saying all this stuff um so that was his cultural background where you know it would be the opposite but he was saying like he was saying like a lot of people a lot of people say that they're only that you shouldn't stick around for the marriage if it's just for the kids and he's like that's a good reason that's as good a reason as any 
Which is interesting because I don't know if I agreed with him right away, but to stay around for the, just for the kids. Uh, yeah, but he was saying that's a good reason. As any, uh, if you want to make it work, if there's something they're grounding you. I think that's a cultural work. thing. Some yeah. cultures value family, mm-hmm. and some cultures value the individual. Yeah, you know, a family-oriented culture. Of course, you're gonna stay together for the kids. But but as an individual, if you if that person's intolerable to you, why would you ever stay around? I see both sides. So uh, my <clears throat> personal opinion is that we're going down the the fact that individuals, in my opinion, are created through the family. Like the family will produce. Yeah. Individuals. Positive, like, uh, you know, good, what's it called? What's the word? Good contributors to society as, as individuals. Now, if the whole concept of family gets broken down, we're, we're treading in dangerous territory. Oh, I see what you mean. Because, yeah. so here's another point of conversation, which I, we have to tread carefully a little bit, is, um, you know, with a lot of, with, with gender fluidity and things like that being a thing and and you know maybe like the normalization of like of open relationships stuff like that things like this the concept of the family is like strand and so i think the next generation is at peril because if we focus on ourselves too much as individuals we're kind of screwing over the next generation it's an interesting question no i i I never thought about like that but that, that does make sense like the family the family emphasis in society is the reason we have a society in the first place, right? If yeah. you think about it, we have like, the tiers to this. There's like family, like my actual family, then the family, like the brotherhood of the community, and then you go up, up, up right. for the, the whole countrymen, yeah. exactly, and then the society as a whole. But if you start, if you start breaking down those lines, then it's kind of like we become primal. Like it's every man for himself, and there's no, yeah. there's nothing, there's no reason to work together to like make something happen. And like, yeah, I do agree with like some stuff that's been coming up like more and more society that those traditional family structures are getting broken. But I feel like I'm, I'm okay. Not that I feel like I want to bring this up. But like, do you really think it's important to maintain the traditional family structure? Like, you have to have one. In many senses, yes. I th- I do think so. Like, let me just phrase it first. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So the, you need to have like the mom, the dad, the sibling, and like the uncles and aunts on the side and stuff like that. Like, do you think it's important to have that? specific family structure or do you think there should just be some sort of bond like yeah like well i I just care about you and that will help each other big psychologists would say yeah it's pretty important to have a mom a dad or some motherly figure some father yeah so motherly figure and fatherly figure does not have to be your direct by blood mom and dad it doesn't have to be true but be a woman but but look the but okay you're the two people who are your parents Mm mm-hmm are your direct that's that's where no that's where you're gonna look to almost immediately like psychologically as a baby as someone growing up you're gonna look to them immediately as whose actions to replicate for example let's say i think this is a point of conversation that can be brought up let's say you have two moms yeah and you're a boy yeah is something at peril here? Is there something? Is so so the fact I, the fact that there isn't a, a dad there, like the fact that the fact that that's a normal thing for that boy growing up. 
I think I think it causes some issues. So what I want to say to that is like, and you can jump in too, but what I want to say is like, what you said before. The, there's a motherly figure and there's a fatherly figure, right? So like, some people. But those figures don't have to be fulfilled by just the mom and dad. Like when I'm a kid, I'm not thinking like, where's the person that's, that I'm directly related to by blood, and that must be my mom. Or where's the person I'm directly related to by blood, that must be my dad. You're not consciously thinking. Yeah, that. exactly. But like, if I have two moms and one of the moms is working nine to five, coming home and like saying how how uh, telling the other mom like how it's your day and stuff, and the other mom sitting at home cooking, I have my motherly fatherly figure. It's just that they're not the traditional aspects uh, right and, and i want to say i i, I I'm, I'm playing a lot of devil a devil's advocate here i'm not saying exactly what i think specifically but what i want to say from that is it is possible to have a looser family structure and continue from there but then the problem is is when you have like con- conflicting opinions so like now that son is going to think oh it's fine for me to not work nine to five because my mom doesn't work nine, nine mm. to five. She's a stay-in-the-home mom, right? So why can't I do that too, right? So that's what your worry is, if I'm correct, right? Like, there's no, like, no one telling him that you have to do this? Mm, no, it's it's more so... What, what, do you, what do you think about this, first yeah. of all? Um, I don't totally agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily fully subscribe that the best and almost only way to bring up children is in a nuclear family. I'll give you an example. In Israel, there's things called a kibbutz. It's basically almost a commune, right? And when Israel was first founded, a lot of people uh, lived on these communes. Per se. Yeah. And it's a, it's a community, almost like a village. And the kids don't get raised at home. There's a day, not a daycare, a place where the kids live. It's one big house and all the kids live there. And there's some take, caretakers of the kids. You have, a, like, you know who your mom and dad are, but yeah. they're not the ones who raise you. Mm-hmm. But all those kids, my uncle being one of them, they turn out fine. Even better, you know, I think there is something to growing up with a bunch of kids. You're like, you know how to socialize. Yeah. And I think that's something our generation is not necessarily the best at because yeah. of technology. We have those barriers. But um, I think that nuclear family is not necessarily the best and only option. Okay, that, that's, yeah, that's I, fair I, enough. I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's true because also the, um, the, the Prophet Sallallahu or the, the Prophet Muhammad um, he wasn't raised. He was he was raised yeah. by. I can't believe I'm, I'm forgetting your name. But he, he was raised by you know someone who was not Holy his mother. No no no. Yeah, perhaps perhaps yeah. wasn't. I can't believe I'm forgetting your name right now. But <laughs> the uh, but yeah, it, I mean it, within a lot of cultures that's how it was. Even in cultures that prescribe to the nuclear family consisting of a mom a dad have these. You know like you said you know uh, situations where the kids aren't necessarily raised by that house like that that household but mm-hmm. i still think at, at some point it's necessary for a kid to have like a, a fatherly figure maybe like I, how long did your uncle stay there i think it's your entire childhood up until you go to the army in israel when you go to the army in israel? when you turn 18 damn so they used to live there and their parents just... It's not like they didn't know who their parents were. Yeah. I think... But it's a, a much more community-oriented. It's like boarding school. How often did he go home? You can go home whenever... Like, home is not 20 miles away. Yeah. You can go home if you want it. And I, I need to ask him more because I don't really know that much about it. But I know he was raised and he grew up around mostly, like, caretakers 
not caretakers, like the the teachers, you know, right. and like the kids his age. Right. Like that's really interesting. And you know what? He's a really sociable guy, and I think it has something to do with that. Like, if you're constantly interacting with friends and people mm-hmm. your own age, like, you just are more social. Yeah, dude, my little cousin, he cannot put his tablet down. <laughs> yeah, bro, my cousins cannot. too. I see those people all the time now. Like, they have like oversized phones that are, like bigger than their damn head, and they just play all right? day. And I'm like, that, dude, they. It's dude, wild. I didn't have this when I was growing up. Dude, you know what's crazy? When I, dude, I've seen, bro. If I was playing something for too long, I might have some resistance. But like, if somebody threatened to hit me, bro, I'm putting that down, son. Bro, he, he can take a freaking hit. Then stop it. And he'll just keep playing. Bro, he can take a freaking hit. And they'll keep like, and he'll keep crazy. going. He'll it's hold so it back funny. with one hand and like keep driving. Around <laughs> around. I was like, what? Him and his stupid sister, they're both like drooling on their freaking shirts <laughs> as they're playing their freaking... It's actually insane. I don't think that's a good thing. It's so kids being, You know, it's like instant gratification purified. It's like the yeah. purest form of that. No, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. My very controversial, but I think... Like, okay, before I say I'm gonna say what my mom told me that day. The other day, I, I was coming back home late, and there was some random dude standing in the middle of the road, and I was like, What the hell is this? So I went around the dude. He was an old guy, but I was like, Whatever, it's fine. Then I, I come home and I tell my mom, like, Why is there some dude just standing in the middle of the road? And he's like, Oh, you know what? That's hilarious. His grandchildren or something, or his daughter, something like that, like the young kids, he's supposed to look after them, but they're like running like two or three blocks away, and he's looking from afar. And he's like, If that was me, I would have gone ahead and slapped him, but. Because uh, there's no one watching the kids, and they're just running around in the middle of the court, and cars are whizzing past, and they're just like doing all these wild stuff. And my mom is like, "How can the parents be so negligent mm. of the child there?" So coming back to this point, I think when kids just have those phones they're using twenty four seven, it's just a sign of negligent parenting. Like they don't want to. Oh do, yeah, they don't want for to do, sure. They don't want to do it. But the I think we have to give parents a little bit of credit. Because exactly, exactly, yeah. being a parent is it's tough, yeah. It's not easy. Dude, it's so and it's easy for us all to say, you know, we yeah. obviously don't have kids, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's like sometimes it's just like, here, shut up. Yeah, but this, yeah, yeah. this is like. Especially when you have, like, work to do. Like, you're trying to put bread on the table, and, like, it's like, I can't. <laughs> I can't treat you like a human being all the time. Like, just go. No, but this is like this. a crazy. This is like the next gen pacifier. Like, you know how doctors <laughs> just say, don't use the pacifier 24 7? Mm. Dude, this is insane because this doesn't just stop you talking. This just dulls all of your senses. You're mm. looking at the screen, you're hearing the screen, you're playing with the screen, mm. you're freaking eating it if you get bored. It's been how long. You should say. you seen kids eating the screen? You've seen babies nibble on everything. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like. No, like no, ingesting the glass. Yeah, no. but you have like all five senses yeah. on that thing. So it's yeah. like the next level pacifier. Honestly, yeah. dude, yeah. I get that way with TikTok, bro. You guys have TikTok. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I think it's like that thing where it's like, just like they purified like instant gratification. Yeah. First we had YouTube, and that was cool when we first got it. They but then mine. it's like it's too long, yeah. Yeah. so they yeah, yeah, shortened yeah. it to TikTok, where it's just like. Give me my fucking joke <laughs> next two yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If not, I'm scrolling. I just, it too long. Bro, I'll sit there for hours just scrolling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the caption says, wait till the end. Nope. <laughs> I ain't doing that. <laughs> no, but we had that before. We had that with Vine, but that died somehow. Yeah. I think, that I think even really more with TikTok. I'll say why. Because of TikTok's algorithm. Dude, it's so... It's, it's all scary. It's scary. It is the freaking Chinese stealing our data. That's dude, what it is. It's so there's so many Oh dude, this is actually such a big topic of conversation. There's so many things within the algorithm that 
is scary to think about. They have beauty. They have a beauty ranking thing. Do you know about wow. this? Wow. No, I didn't know about this. They'll put. They'll. They'll have. They'll have AI that determines how beautiful you are, mm-hmm. and will push people who are more beautiful to, to have more views dude, on the for you page. The stuff they know about scary. me. Scary. Like I'll watch certain videos and like. I'll get those same type of videos on my For You page, and it can be random. It doesn't have to be, like, that literal, you know? Yeah. It'll be, like, for instance, like, brunettes or something. Yeah. Like, the level of detail of the algorithm, scary, man. Dude, so scary. And also, like, there's just weird things about... Did you hear about how... You know how there was a lot of craze about how TikTok has, like, weird... uh, like weird require like when you open it up on your phone it'll ask for weird permissions yeah no somebody on reddit well that was like the big that was why it was going to get deleted that's why it was going to get banned because there was a big privacy so, debate yeah i want to bring that up TikTok wait, and- wait real quick Did, there was someone on reddit who like reverse engineered it and they found out that when you try to reverse engineer tiktok basically it's detected and they like they'll like hide stuff they'll hide stuff from people that are trying to get to it, mm. which is really weird. Suspect, really sus. Yeah. Really. Well, but that's why, like, I guess it's a good question to pose. But like, <laughs> the um, TikTok and WeChat are getting banned Sunday. It's official. Yeah, like, this, su- this Sunday is it's off all your no. places. Tomorrow. No way. Oh, freak! Today's Saturday. Yeah, tomorrow. Dude, oh, that's serious. That. That's serious. That's we, WeChat and TikTok. WeChat is like the thing all the Asians use to talk to each other. Right, right. Which it's is like really WhatsApp for yeah, it's for, WhatsApp for Asians. But like yeah, I, I always I'm on the Rutgers bus and I'm just looking at their phones. Like I'm standing and they're sitting there. Dude, that's great. They're like typing. Yeah, yeah. But just like, it's like what's going on? No. So then the question becomes like obviously on the, like I don't want to come off as a conservative here, but like okay. like there's like the way it's portrayed in the media and stuff you would seem that you think that oh yeah that stuff doesn't matter and it's just like an overall blind decision which it might be but don't you think that there's some good effects of not like stopping those uh stopping oh, yeah, those yeah. apps and also on oh, top yeah. of that apparently the next thing that's coming up is they're looking through the unreal engine which affects games like fortnite and league of legends and they're debating on banning those too because you know those things those all those applications are stealing da- data regardless yeah, yeah also the uh, yeah. i think specifically the problem with tiktok and wechat is they're owned by chinese companies yeah exactly and it's not like here in the united states where tim cook can tell the united states government to fuck off if yeah. he doesn't want to give them data in china there's a rule like if they request something you have to give them data yeah, yeah. so i think that's why there there's a lot of uh Dude, craze about china it. is the real life <clears throat> fire nation <laughs> dead, like, all right, let's be careful here. But we have to the Chinese it. government, we can say, bro. I nobody from the yeah, okay. The Chinese government. Fine, fine. I feel it's so, so bad for Chinese citizens, man. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes I'm just like sitting there and like people talk about like a lot of conspiracies and like how there's like pure evil people running the world. I'm like, I don't know if that's really the case, and I'm like, I, it's like hard to believe. But dude, China gets pretty close to being that. Dude, there's a crazy video. 15 years after Tiananmen Square, I think it was 04, 05, a guy goes around China with a camcorder, and he goes, do you know what today is on the anniversary of Tiananmen Square? Everyone knew, but oh. they couldn't say, say it. yeah. They were like, oh, no, sorry. Like, oh, I don't know. But oh. it was pretty obvious everyone knew, and they just were not How could you to tell they knew? What? How could you tell they knew? Because they, they were really obvious. Really it was obvious. They, they were really like, dodgy. oh, are you like a cop or something? Oh. Like, some dodgy. of them straight up asked, like, uh, some of them were like, I can't say. I'm not allowed to say. And you know what's crazy? I have a friend who studied abroad in China uh, this past summer. And she was telling me how, like, 
like the she American or she's American. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, one of the, some of the Chinese students they were interacting with just don't know about Tiananmen Square. They straight up don't know because their parents don't tell them. They don't want to put their kids at risk like that. So is it like illegal to know it or like what's the deal? It's illegal. You're not allowed to like. It's like Voldemort. Yeah. You can't talk about it. At all. Yeah, if you get, you can get in trouble. Um, yeah. It's kind of fucked up. That's like if we couldn't talk about like I don't know like the protests in the sixties or something. Yeah, yeah. could you imagine? Movie, that? Yeah, civil rights movement. Just take it out of this. That's like the Civil War. Would just be like it didn't happen. That's insane. Yeah. Well, that's also how like all of North Korean history is too, right? Like, I'm not entirely just, sure about North Korea. Dude, that's crazy because they in North Korea. There's nothing coming in and nothing really going out. So they made up. What's that show? The Truman Show? Mm. It's almost like the Truman Show for a whole country. Mm. No, actually, no, no, that's not. Truman Show is one. Sorry, no, the... there's no cameras on everyone. What I mean, what I meant to say is they live in their own bubble. Yeah. And they have no clue what's going hey. on outside. Dude. No, but that's a thing. So, Crazy. like, those countries we know about because we're, we're from the outside looking in. But, like, I refuse to believe that stuff that's happening to us, other people don't look at us and be like, how are they living? Like, there's subtleties in American society, if you think about, are just plain disgusting. Like, the fact that our news is so, like, blatantly, mm-hmm. deci- like, corrupt. But I feel like we as Americans have open conversations about this. Mm-hmm. We go sometimes overboard. I know? feel like that thing is... Re- what do you mean we go overboard? Okay, here's what I will touch on, and um, that's been bothering me, you know, being a college student. Obviously, you're surrounded <clears throat> by a lot of, like, What's supposed to be like progressive thought. Yeah. And a lot of people, Americans namely, will go in on America and just completely shit on America. Yeah. yeah. Now, I will say, America has a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It is not a great country. You were talking about this, I think, recently. But it, it really bothers me when, like, specifically Americans just, like, are like, America is, like, the worst country, stuff like that. Because, like, as someone who comes, I immigrated from Israel when I was around, I was six, I was not that old. But it's like, they don't know how good they have it. Now, I get what they're saying. It's good for them, and for other people, it's not as good. But relatively speaking, I think, like, America is still a great country. Dude, this reminds me of that one conversation we're having. On July 4th... Dude. We were getting pissed about this. We we were playing League one night, and we were talking about this. On July 4th, there were so many tweets that were like... Wow, can't believe that can't believe that y'all are really celebrating Independence Day when this, this, and this is going on. Now, here's the thing, man. You can choose for your America to be represented by all the hatred. You can choose for July 4th to be a celebration of white supremacy or whatever, whatever. And the people that tweeted that, that's what they're choosing. Mm-hmm. Or you can choose for America to be a representation of three people sitting right here, immigrants from immigrant families, yeah. an, an immigrant and two people from immigrant families. You can choose for that to be a representation of America. You can choose for America to be the place where people went for opportunities, the place where even though there's a lot of bad people, there's so many protests going on. There's so many, pro- there's so many people fighting for the right thing. You can choose for this to be what you celebrate. But instead of what these people did is they're like, such and such is going wrong, and that's America to me, and that's what America should be to you. And if you choose that, dude, honestly, like, if you think there's nothing redeeming about this country, why are you here? Yeah. It's like what you were saying earlier. It's not binary. It's not. And, like, 
we talk about America, you know? Yeah. And it's like what you're saying, what does it mean? If we want to talk about the American government, done some pretty messed up things. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. an understatement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but we can also talk about the American people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's yeah no, that's what I want to say. Like, I feel like for America, like, there's a lot of amazing liberties here, right? Mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong when I say, like, it is a privilege that, like, we can have, like, freaking protests of stuff. Yeah. And, like, it's almost, I don't want to, like, bring it down, but it is getting to a point, like, we can't even do that anymore. Like, you guys heard of the freaking secret police going to Seattle and just, like, yeah. randomly unmarked grabbing people mm-hmm. in. Like, it's slowly teetering to the edge of, questionable like freaking mm-hmm. china north korea stuff we're not there yet thank god but it is get, going that way but like the fact that we can do that is a privilege what i do want to say though is like just like what you said our government's pretty effed up like other countries look at our american government as like how are you guys like okay yeah. with that and like that's not the thing though but the main thing i want to say is like i think america is amazing in this in the good way of that like it's corrupt but superficially it does not seem corrupt, if it makes mm. sense. Like, you just think, like, we have people like Arshad here who think, like, you can, like, oh, if I work hard enough, I can become a millionaire and do whatever I want. <laughs> I never said that. No, no, but, like, You're no, typecasting me. Okay, no, fine, but, yeah, way. that's, like, the character you have you're, in this podcast. You're no, there, are people, there are people out there. They think, like, yeah, if I work, if I work hard, I'll get what I deserve, and, like, I th- and if I deserve a million dollars, I'll get a million dollars. But if you think about it, that's not really the case. It's really, really depends on the people above if that makes sense like they like how the people above influence so much of what we perceive as society mm. in america like yeah. it's actually insane a lot of people are not aware of it like i see very conspiracy theories here but mm. it's true wait wait i, I want to sorry continue what you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah so, so like, let me ask you this question i want unbiased news uh-huh. where'd i go wait before before we keep, but is that an american dilemma yeah wait keep, wait keep that keep that thought in the back of your head i just want to say this I, I think this is pretty good uh, for the the July Fourth thing, I remember I was talking to him and I was saying it's kind of like saying, it's kind of like saying, wow, y'all really celebrating Little Timothy's fourth birthday even though he left the toilet seat open last week. It's like yeah, Little Timothy messed up, but he's still like, like you can you can judge him by like the toilet seat thing. Yeah, I I thought that was. I will say this: uh, you touched a lot upon the American dream just now, and I think yeah, yeah recently a lot of people have challenged the American dream in recent years. Yeah. I think the idea of the American dream is not everyone can be a millionaire, you know? It's that the ceiling in America is a lot higher than in other countries. And I'm not saying that everyone, if they put in the same work, will get the same out in America. Because that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Especially on race and maybe even religious uh, grounds. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a lot of separation. However, what I will say is the work you put in here, no matter like, okay, your race, your what, it's going to take you further than in other places. I think the idea, and I as an immigrant and a lot of my family's friends are immigrants that you can come here and you can achieve more for the work you put in is what the American dream is about. And it's about the middle class, you know, like my family can come here. My grandpa grew up in tents in Israel. Okay. He was born in a tent and my dad and mom, all they had to do was, you know, get an education and you have a stable job, you know, that you can provide and have a nuclear family Mm -hmm. and have a pretty good life. So, So the thing is, I do agree with that. Like, yeah, putting in effort here, will result in something right so it's not as if there's no one here in america that's just going to be like i don't like it go after yourself you're not doing anything right thank god there's no one like that mm-hmm. yet i don't know the way we're trending but yet there's not anything like that but the problem i think is we have made it seem like 
the American dream is that you work hard and you will get something, right? Mm -hmm. That just like you said. Right. But the problem is not all people working hard will get the same thing. Yeah. If that if that's if that makes sense. hundred percent, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So then but then the problem becomes like I'm trying to like make this clear, but like even though you're an immigrant, right? They're like and like I'm also coming from a family of immigrants. So you have some right, privilege. Right, like right. you just said, we went to amazing. I'm high extremely schools. privileged. Exactly. We yeah. went to freaking top tier high schools. Yeah. And think about that. What did that do for us? That made college life super easy. Do you have a scholarship? No. Okay. But you go to freaking UCLA. You go right. to UCLA, top tier college. Cost that can help you in your career. You're gonna get an amazing job and go from there. But let's say I live in freaking Camden or something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Camden High School. And like I go to freaking is there a Camden Community College? I assume there is. But like yeah. there's something community college from there. I work at PSENG or something like that, right? It's so like a like a low tier company, low to mid tier company. Mm-hmm. I put in the same. I could have put in the same effort as you, but I won't get as far. So I feel like having mm-hmm. that American dream concept out there right. and feeding that to the general public, like yeah, if you work hard, you will be able to get something. Well, mm-hmm. d- shouldn't be valid if everyone doesn't start off in the same f- playing field. Look, I agree with you, but I think yeah. what's happening here as Americans is a lot of us have lost a sense of perspective and relativity because America does not exist in a vacuum. You know, there's other countries like as in when it comes, when we talk about our government, like I'm not saying America is perfect, but I'm also saying relatively to other countries, it is better. Mm -hmm. It could be a lot worse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you know, if we have our, uh, you know, perspective being like, if America's not perfect, it's bad. We're never going to be satisfied. And you know what? Maybe that's okay. It's okay to never be satisfied. Yeah. It's okay to always expect more of yeah. your country. But I think... You don't have to be satisfied, but you can... You should always be cognizant of what's good. For, from a relativistic point of view, I think, you know, every country has problems. And at least we as a country are having a dialogue to address it. And, um, you know, I think the main issue with our, uh, with America in general is that we, we are the only country in the world. I was talking about with my mom this other day. I'm like, tell my mom, like, what if I just get bored one day? I want to go freaking live in like Nepal. Like people are going to look at me and be like, what the, who the hell is this brown looking dude? Why is he mm-hmm. here? I can't do that. But if let's say someone from Nepal comes to America and yeah. is my neighbor down the street, I don't give a damn. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, he's here. Like we are the only country in the world where people can come around the world and live just live and I'm proud as hell for that yeah. but then I think the thing is that there's some people who are extremists like July 4th stuff you said I agree with mm. completely like, the people who say that there's nothing good here just just stupid. yeah that was hella people by the way yeah. probably everyone everyone that you and I mutually follow on Instagram or not not everyone maybe like 50 or 60% of people are like why are y'all celebrating July 4th shut up some no some that's what I'm saying I can barbecue if I want to barbecue <laughs> the problem with that's like the problem with the progressives in general like they expect too much right and like a lot of things there. So, like, I agree that that's completely wrong. But I also agree that we should never settle and just say, like, hey, at least I can live. No. Right? Like, that should... I agree with you. And I, I will say this. Not only is it okay to demand, but we should be demanding. Exactly. Mm-hmm. However, I think it's important to keep, you know, some perspective. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, like... So, let me, let me say this. Do you, um, I want to phrase this, like, not... Attackingly, you can attack me, bro. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, trying, I'm trying to make it like said. So, like the protests going attack, on now, like attack, the enti- attack. entire movement and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think 
it's out of control with like the looting and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you? Yes. You know what's interesting about this? What? I saw a lot of people like taking Usher outside. It's like, oh, why does Cuomo make, like in New York, why does Cuomo make these rules where like, oh, you can't be gathering, blah, 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 but he allows the protest. Oh, happen. oh, okay, wait, let me clarify. Let me clarify because you said this is the yeah, perspective yeah. I have. Let me clarify this perspective. I'm not against the protests. Mm. If you're against the protests, that you probably are lacking some perspective as to what's necessary for America. I think the protests are necessary for America. Yeah. yeah. But you can't just pretend like the protests didn't contribute to the spreading of coronavirus. You can't live in an imaginary world where you, where that where that's not what happened. There were a lot of doctors on Twitter. We were talking about yeah. medical professionals saying. Oh, many of you have probably heard that the that the protests are contributing to coronavirus. Well, that's not true. You should go out and protest. Yes, you should go out and protest. But guess what? You think those coronavirus numbers are going down I agree. because you're protesting? Go out and protest. No, so take you, responsibility. Yeah, just be honest about it. Yeah. And I think that you know what's interesting though yeah. is people were saying like, oh, why didn't the governors, you know, stop the protesters? And they but they have like they made hypocritical laws like relative to the protests and relative yeah. to like how you. But you know what I... I mean, the whole point of protest is to go against right. the norm, right? But yeah, continue. Uh, right. Like, you can't really set laws for protests because then that just kind of takes away from the cause. Yeah. But yeah. Weird, no, but, but people were basically happens. saying, why did Cuomo allow protests? And, like, why is he not allowing, like, gathering? But it's I like, mean, bro, are like, but it's exactly what you were saying. It's like, how do you stop people short of, like, full military intervention exactly. who just want to just come out and yeah. just, like, what yeah. are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them no? You have a right to protest, but you don't have a right to go eat at Taco Bell. Like, that's not a thing that's going yeah, down yeah, yeah. You have that right to protest. Yeah. But, what, yeah, my point being is that, like, who can do shit about that, bro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if people are like, oh, let's go out in mass... And he's like, no, no, no. And they do it anyway. <laughs> like, guys, stop, please. Guys, stop. Yeah. So they have, so as if you're in Cuomo's position, you have to lean and be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm allowing this. Yeah, yeah, He really yeah, has yeah. no control over it whatsoever. Bro, there was so much. Dude, no, 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 but I want to focus a- on. Andrew Schultz was talking about this a little bit. Dude, there's so much freaking, like, bro, there's so much, there, there's so many things Sorry, right guys. now that are, like, um. All these politicians, the way that they're reacting to the protests, it's like it didn't really matter if they reacted one way or another. But there's so much like, uh, oh, th- this is what he was saying. He was saying that the reason why Cuomo is like more, is like is like making a more public like allowance of these protests, is because it's a re-election thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. I think well, that's the thing. That I think everything yeah. everyone in yeah. politics does but is some okay. kind of re-election play. I think maybe it was a re-election thing, but. Even if he wanted to stop it, what was he going to do? Yeah, he wasn't going to do it. Short of sending in, like, the military, you can't stop that. Yeah. Like, you saw the... Well, they wouldn't have stopped That's a beautiful he, thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 And well, th- that's something you only have... But I agree with you, man. Yeah, just take Dude, responsibility. Dude, I, I... Honestly, the more I think about it, the more I feel like government is just a group of people who are doing... Who are serving themselves and serving the people as a secondary thing just so they can keep serving themselves. That's the way they it is, stay yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes, most of the time, the interests of the people in power and the interests of the people are not aligned. Definitely not. But sometimes a beautiful thing happens <laughs> where the interests do align. Um, and that's with the coronavirus vaccine. So Trump, yeah. who's in power, who for the most part has not served the people, yeah. now has a huge incentive to get a coronavirus vaccine. And like, like now it. our interests and the person in power's interests have aligned, overlapped. Yeah. 
and that's how you get shit done. And yeah. That's why I think we were talking about this earlier. They were saying that um, phase three, which is the last phase of testing for coronavirus vaccines, yeah. a lot of them are going to be done before, right before the election. So we'll see. Funny how that works, huh? Yeah. yeah. It, Strange it, coincidence. Yeah. Interesting. Dude, every time, <clears throat> dude, every time it's like the freaking, like Joe Biden has this thing like in his pocket. It's like the fourth quarter. Like, five seconds left. They're like, dude, just make the layup. You got this. Just don't screw it up. And he fucking tosses that thing across the other side, bro. You see what he did recently? <laughs> dude, everything that he does is so tone deaf. It's so crazy. He's Joe been Biden. smart recently because I haven't heard him talk that much. Recently. No, dude, that's the thing. Like, you just hide Joe until the lunch. And I think that's smart. <laughs> I think what they're doing is correct. He went to, that's the good move. He went to... um. He went to this place where there was like a lot of Hispanic people. Oh, he's, I saw this. And he was like, guys, look, did you see this? No, but already played, like just the setup, it's like, played, bro, stop, stay what? inside, we'll vote for you, just dude, stay inside. Dude, if there was like an old man, if like if an old man was like, hmm, what is, what, how can I appeal to these people? Are these what do you think they would do? Nowadays? What do you think? What's your first guess? How, how did what, he go oh. up there and like, and like rile up the Hispanic people? Specifically Hispanic people. That's a good question. You saw this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Is it music or food that he did? Music, music. music. Did he play Cardi B or something? Bro, he played Despacito. No, <laughs> he was like, he's like, I got a little something for you. <laughs> First of all, Despacito is like four or five years ago, bro. Yeah, doing? I know. And that's like, I wouldn't say that. Maybe if you played like La Bamba, he, he's so out of touch. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like. um He's just like an uncle. He's just like an uncle at like a family gathering or like Dude, an you old know, guy. You know, we already lost his election. Trump is gonna get reelected. I actually, I think, I think Biden's gonna win. Biden oh man, that's Dude, the subtle, the, the subtle for Biden thing. That's a good. That's a good. I campaign. resonate with that. That's a good if campaign. You, like, there's an Instagram page. It's yeah, called Settle for Biden. Biden, and it is what it sounds like. Like, yeah, I mean, he kind of has flaws, but. We gotta settle for him. Uh, yeah. I don't. Oh, dude, I really you don't just have flaws. He is drooling at on his. You know what shirt. I think He's ideally happens. Yeah. He gets elected, and then once he's elected, we're like, all right, we can go away with the facade, and we can actually yeah. talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like the most Republican Democratic nominee we've had. No, because you choose he's moderates. Because right? mo moderates are the only yeah, people no, that will, I think that will get. Both I sides. think he had the best chance of all yeah. the. Uh, I don't think so because you know for a fact. You enjoying that, Arshan? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, I think you need something more polarizing. The only way you're gonna like Bernie. Yeah, uh, I like Bernie a lot, man. Exactly. Yeah, dude, we, we fall into this. We fall into this dangerous thing where, like, and this also just, it's like we fall into. I, I feel like this is when, like, I actually don't agree, but we. I'll, the, I'll talk the, about that later. The fabric of society. Do we always go back to like society, like waving our fists in the air, like old men, like society sucks? But the fabric of society. Is threatened when like one election you go, and then the other election you swing all the way, and then it's like. To be honest, the the right answer, however right you can get, is probably somewhere closer to the mm -hmm. middle, but people people are overcompensating. People mm -hmm. overcompensating for a far right leaning country by saying the way we fix this is go by going far left. People over overcompensate a far left leaning country by going far right. We've got to stop it eventually. But I don't know if it's overcompensation. I, I think, think yeah, it's know. the same people, you know? What do you mean? It's the people who voted in Trump, it's for more or less the electorate who's voting in the president. It's not like we changed dramatically, you know? Mm -hmm. 
But I will say this, why I think Joe Biden is the better choice to beat Trump, not the better choice in, in general. Because the people who would vote for Bernie, they're voting Joe Biden anyways. Yeah. He's got that vote. It's the same thing, vice versa. Some people are blue, like no matter what. And I think more so with Bi- Bernie than with Biden. So Bernie's going to have his people who are hyped about him are going to be people on the far left, right? Yeah. But those people would vote for Biden anyways. Yeah. With Biden, you get the people in the middle. Trump. People who are voting for Bernie are not voting for Trump. There's just no way. Yeah. It's the thing. You could say maybe the, the other way. I want is, the thing that I was hopeful about is let's say Bernie gets nominated, right? It shows, and then he's got the Democratic Party back him, right? Mm-hmm. It shows some, especially with the younger generation, I feel like it shows a lot of class and that the DNC is trying to be more transparent, if that it makes sense. Shows that we're a democracy still. Yeah, right? <laughs> but now, like, everyone freaking knows, like, the DNC is a sham and, like, Trump's Trump. It's all a sham, dude. Exactly. <laughs> Everything is a sham. This, this just comes back to my original question. Like, people think that, oh, freaking China is so corrupt, North Korea is so corrupt. Our entire, like... Thing but this is- goes back to what I was saying is there's levels to this shit, you know? Yeah, like, I We're guess- corrupt, for sure. Yeah. But they're way more corrupt. They could be worse. Yo, would you rather be corrupt up front or corrupt, like, secret corrupt like this? I at least want to see it, like... I don't know. I'm not sure what the analogy is, but I'd rather live in America. <laughs> no, no, it's not really good, but, like, imagine if... <laughs> I'd rather live in America than almost anywhere else. Just about. Yeah, I agree. Dude, okay, uh, also, yo, you know that thing? Dude, I still have conversations with people to this day that are, like, uh, okay, in 2016... I don't think I, I don't think I was old enough to vote, was I? No, no, I, I wasn't. Uh, I was like a couple months short. I was still seventeen, but I was like, I still would have voted for Hillary. But people are always like, people are always like, oh, what's what's the big deal about the emails when Trump did so much? Yo, listen, if you came into your freaking own house, and like your roommate was just there, and the second, or like the second you walk in, your roommate just tosses everything he was doing. He's like, what's up, dude? You're like, what yeah, are you then doing? You're just like. You will be thinking about that forever, dude. That's no light. That's no light thing, for to just like to just like get rid of tens of thousands of emails. Yeah, no, I agree, but <clears throat> you still have to be like an adult and make a choice. Because Trump is, I would say, is. Yeah, yeah. I still think that was. Right. And I think that's what I was saying earlier with Joe Biden. I hope like he gets elected, and then we can shit on him like yeah. he deserves, which he does. Yeah, I hope, dude. The comedy scene better pop off when Joe Biden, because these past four years, dude, oh I've been God, so bro. sick of it. Hey, guys, Donald Trump. Yeah. Huh? Dude, there was, this, there was this one guy, like a pretty good comedian from what I had seen. And I, I couldn't watch him anymore because he did one joke. Now, this is just me being immature to an extent. I shouldn't judge him based on that one joke. But he literally went up and he was like, any Donald Trump supporters in here? And some guy was like, "Woo!" He's like, "All right, so we have one idiot in the crowd." And I was like, "Dude, you're a professional comedian. <laughs> you write stuff down and then perform them at stand-ups, and you let that one slide." <laughs> really? No, yeah, it's just lowest common denominator humor. Like, it's so bad. It's so bad. Like, you know what? That thing. happens with guys. But I think what he's touching on is like when you so blatantly pander. It's just so annoying. Like, this this is a phenomenon with a lot of like, late-night hosts. Yeah. It's just like, when you're pandering, I can't watch you. Yeah. 
when I want when I get my like comedy or news or something, I want them to be on the almost on the edge. You know, I mm-hmm. want them to be saying stuff that's true. Yeah. But we as a society are still dancing around yeah. it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But when you're behind the curve, when you're saying stuff we already know as a society, it's just like, dude, what you're just what are you doing? Yeah. Do you think there's anyone like you're that? You're not contributing. Yeah, exactly. Do you think there's anyone like that, right? Um I don't watch a lot of their stuff, but when I see their clips on when they, you know, trickle down into Twitter and YouTube, yeah. um I I don't like Trevor Noah. I don't like him at all. Yeah. I think he's it's just like you're not contributing anything. Yeah. You're just pandering. I, I think um, I think Oliver that's something like that. we, we try yeah. to do. Uh, He's a smart guy. I like John, John Oliver. I like him too. He's also a funny guy. He's funny, yeah. I don't know if he does stand-up, but... I think His old should. episodes are much better. That's because that's pre-Trump. But like, he used to do like different, different things. Mm-hmm. But now it's just every other week is just like... But I, I will say they're in a difficult position. Because like, yeah, it's like so ridiculous. But what else are they going to talk about, you know? Yeah. I heard the South Park writers talking about this. Like, in the beginning, they didn't know what to do with Trump, and now they just leave it alone. Because it's, like, too ridiculous to satire, almost. Yeah. Like, it is a satire yeah. in itself. It is, yeah. 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 And also, any joke that's been done about Trump has been done a million times already. Yeah. It's like, what do you... What is there anymore to, to joke about with Trump? Oh, orange. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> orange. We know, we know. We like, know. And the uh, imitations, I feel like nowadays, everyone can freaking imitate Trump. Like with his yeah, like, yeah. plastic thing? There used to be like one or two people like freaking Alec Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. yeah. used to have a killer Trump impression. Know, yeah. Now everyone has a killer Trump impression. Yeah. Like every single person. What are late night hosts going to do when they get Biden elected? Bro, that's when Hopefully I think the become original. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because now they're they're technically on the same side as him. But like on many things yeah. they'll be on the same side and on many things they won't be on the same side. It's too easy to make jokes when somebody is just antagonizing themselves. Yeah. I will say they do have a, their work cut out for themselves. Yeah. And I, I think it'll I think it'll be some great things. And also I like I like um Can I say retard on the podcast? <laughs> should I bleep that out? Like Whatever, I'll say it, but then I'll bleep it out later. I like retard jokes a lot. Like, I like <laughs> when people just make fun of people being retard. And uh-huh. one of the biggest retards around is Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Like just like forgets what he's saying in the middle of the sentence. I think it's some great comedy fodder. No, but I feel like it's going to be like a re-Trump thing. They're just going to make fun of Joe Biden for the next four years. That's no, like, dude. I think that's what's been always a thing, but I was too young to understand this because I didn't watch John Oliver when I was like 12, right? So I didn't know in the previous election cycle how much they bashed Obama. But now since I'm an adult and I know how things work, I'm just sick and tired of Trump. I feel like they do yeah. that for every president. That's what I... Dude, I feel like... You know what it is? Uh, and especially this was the case with the 2016 election. Every news station was covering him, so all we were thinking was Trump, Trump. And I think that was a huge part in why he got elected. And I saw a tweet mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and it was an empty, I think it was Trump's empty Tulsa rally. Oh, yeah. Some guy posted on Twitter, he's like, this is what Trump doesn't want you to see. Share. share. <laughs> Everybody share. Like, you fucking idiot. You're doing his work. Because Trump, I think, what Trump does understand is there's no such thing as bad press. Oh, yeah. just yeah, yeah. That's what got him his presidency. Yeah. And this guy's just fully leaning into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would be worse if I... What's worse for Trump? If I saw that and be like, oh, Trump? Or if I just didn't see didn't it at see all? It, yeah. Yeah. If I didn't see it at all, that would be much worse for Trump. I think, how do people still not recognize that? Yeah, dude. If we just all shut up about him, yeah. I think he would implode a little bit. You know, that's another thing about... about one of the re- Obviously, a lot of the reasons why Trump sucks is because Trump... But also, Trump sucks because he's turned everybody into unfunny, unoriginal, just lame human beings. 
the whole why country. Voting for Biden. Yeah, actually, doesn't have any other comments except like you made comedy. Bad. Yeah, man, you're like you, you know, screwed over that comedy. He hates immigrants, but dude, the comedy. <laughs> dude, I'm gonna be honest. Like that's that's. I'm not gonna say that's one of the like. It's the only thing that deciding me. factors, but it's something that's very upsetting. Like watching like. Just all these things that are just low-hanging fruit. Yeah. You watched Dave Chappelle's last day? Yeah. Sticks and Stones. Not yeah. the 846. 846 was good. Sticks and Stones. Like, come on. We all I loved these. it. You've heard these jokes before. I loved it. I thought I loved you heard the jokes before too much. You know what? At first, I didn't like it. And I think it's because when he released his other specials, I didn't know about them when they came out. I only found out about them later. Yeah. And I watched them. I was like, whoa. Yeah. And it just set the bar so high. Yeah. And when I saw Sticks and Stones, it was great. And if you if you look at it and you marathon his other specials and Sticks and Stones, it's on the level of all his other uh, specials. So? Yeah, I do think so. His other specials have me rolling. Like Dude. I cannot physically contain like it, the if, first four he put on Netflix. Yeah, if if I if I look at them, I can't help but so, laugh. Oh my out god, loud. The I man can't help. His comedy just manifests. He is the number one. Yeah, the there's no one. debate. The number one. There's no Dave debate. Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Like, there's, there's nobody cannot, that comes dude, he's just, he is comedy. And he does it so, it's just effortless. It's just him. Yeah. You can't even tell that he sat there and wrote the jokes down. You know, um, here's an interesting one. You, you ever seen his older specials before he took the hiatus? Uh, the one where he would wear the oversized shirts? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if people don't know. Dave Chappelle uh, was a comedian and he had a show called The Chappelle Show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it he took turns out yeah. his contract and the executives were screwing him out of a lot of money. So he took a huge break. And recently he's come back and he's making more specials. So there's the pre-hiatus specials and post. And there's like a lot of debate about which are better. I like new Chappelle better. Really? Yeah, man. I think he has a new vibe. I think old Chappelle was much more like um, roll on for laughing type jokes. But now he has a different vibe where he's just kind of talking. You, like old Chappelle when he had his high-pitched voice. Yeah, the, uh, I'm thinking of... Killing this. him softly. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And and I'm thinking of this other joke with the drug dealer baby. Oh, yeah. That was old Chappelle. Joke. But I like New Chappelle way better. I think I think they're different vibes. But you know what it they're also They're both genius be? in their, their own... It might be that that's when I was introduced to him. Is like, that's who I know as Dave Chappelle is new Dave Chappelle. I didn't know old Dave Chappelle. True, but... Yeah, I, I kind of... I don't know when the Chappelle show like waned off, but the Chappelle show was very much more old Chappelle than New Chappelle. Dude, Chappelle show was hilarious. Chappelle show was like was like top freaking notch. I have a freaking phone. I'm trying to look up something. Freaking idiot. Um, Chappelle show. Do you watch Kane Peel? I don't watch any comedy. No. You were thinking of uh, doing some stand up pretty soon, weren't you? I had I like toyed with the idea in my head. Um, I think the reason I would want to do stand up is I think like. It gives you, like, a good foundation as a human being, almost. Like, Why? <clears throat> I'll say this. You, when you do stand-up, it's honest. The people's reaction, they're going to laugh or they're not going to laugh. Right. It's going to be, like, pure, purely honest. I think going up there and exposing yourself to that, I think is, it will... It forces growth. Right. Um, Man, that's really deep. I don't even think about it that way. It's, I don't know. I, the reason... Like, I just look at a lot of comedians. I don't know. Like, there's something about them that I envy almost. You know? There's, like... It's hard to describe. 
but they have this like it's like they, there's an aura. almost a confidence yeah yeah that I, like I really cent- envy the center of atten- you are the center of attention but I feel like that comes with like a lot of pressure and for like, sure man and making a career out of it mm-hmm. fuck yeah like uh, I mean every every comic that is big has had their fair share of yeah like so many um, and it, it's a really humbling experience now I I do did slash want to continue some stand up myself. Yeah, you killed. Yeah, the first time you I killed. You should put that up somewhere. I, it is. Wait, where it's did up you, on where did you do? I gotta okay. show you this. So high school, uh, I think Arshad was in a class called Comedy and Madness. Yeah, yeah. Basically, a bunch of high schoolers went up and performed comedy. Yeah, it was like four or five of us. Yeah. yeah. Arshad, improv for like stand up. No, you stand-up. write your comedy and then you go and perform yeah. a bunch of. Arshad killed. Yeah. You. He murdered that shit. Dude, the next day, the next day was a great day at school. Yeah, next day was a great day <laughs> I think one day we, I was dropping out off from high school. I was like, "Yo, you ever think you peaked in life?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> dude. And he goes, "Yeah, I think I peaked." <laughs> to this, to he didn't phrase it like that, but like <laughs> to this day, when people ask me what my favorite memory is, it was that. It was it was that night, dude. Ah, oh, there's this freaking story I have. That night was going so well, like in the middle of my set, and I remember like. Our, our teacher our, our teacher who was also like helping us with our stand-up he was like don't make it too long five to ten minutes set and then get off and i was bordering on like 10 minutes i was already past that but and i had some jokes right before the right before we performed i had some extra jokes that i had written down that i hadn't put it through to him and i went up to him and i was like what do you think and he was like oh they're, he was like he was like honestly they're pretty good jokes but you might not have enough time so i want to put them in i was like okay I'm up there, I'm performing like 10 minutes in, and so far, this is like the best experience I've ever had in my life, right? And I'm about to, and I'm like, I want to keep going. So I have these jokes in my head, and I just look over, and Downey is just like, stop, stop, stop. He kept going. And then I just turn back. (laughs) 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 How long did you go for? I went on for like 13, 14 minutes. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Before that, um, before you went on stage, how anxious were you? Super anxious. Yeah. Super anxious. Um, yeah, man. I've been trying to put myself in situations where yeah. I, like, feel that amount of uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, for instance, like, I've been competing in jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, you started competing? I've been trying to... Uh, I've been competing, man. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's not a feeling you feel every day. Because you do go through life and most of the stuff you do, you feel really comfortable. Yeah. But those minutes before a match, man. Yeah. And I, I love it. I hate the feeling. But it feels great afterwards because I know I grew a little bit yeah, from, yeah, yeah, from yeah. putting myself in that situation. Yeah. It's from, and I think there's like something to com- competition or just putting yourself out there. Yeah. I think it's great. It's, I mean, it sucks since Corona. The closest thing I've come to competition is like ranked League of Legends games. <laughs> when did you get a chance to compete? So I competed right before Corona. Um, I competed in February and I competed in March. I wanted. I had a few more competitions lined up. I'll show you the videos afterwards. Yeah. I, uh, I lost most of the matches. Yeah. But when you win, man. Yeah. When you get that hand raised. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Especially for a sport like jujitsu, where it's one on one. Exactly. It's yeah. It's your skill. No, but that's the thing. I feel like as you grow older, you, those opportunities for competition, unfortunately, they don't come as much. Like mm-hmm. I remember, like I used to play soccer a lot. In yeah. Those in high school, it's ever like Everything. you almost had to struggle to avoid it. No, it's not yeah. even for like freaking sports. Like, let's say you win like a damn like math it can be anything, competition. Yeah. yeah, you'd get the trophy and like the band right. of the high school would say your name and stuff. Like, but I, when you get old, like Rutgers, 
no one cares unless you're on the damn football yeah. team or something. Yeah. And like once you're old, old, like who's gonna care except for maybe your yeah. spouse? Maybe. Like, which is kind of sad because you, you know when the last time I felt that was that feeling when um, at NBIC the the guys would do Etikaf and we would wrestle there and we wouldn't just wrestle we'd do submission grappling and I was like hell yeah like this is amazing like I love this I love because people are like people are like hesitant to like oh like I don't know if I want to go next like you know when you're like a little kid yeah. in gym class and you're like you're like afraid you might get embarrassed or something like that and then you go out, you get the win, whatever. And it's like, it's like everyone's cheering on. And then like you, you like earn people's respect around you. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. It, even it's, it's inconsequential, but like to your group of guys, like when, when, yeah. when men are around or amongst men, everything is consequential. Yeah. And it's so great to have that. Feeling. Yeah. So like what, what up? Wait, so what you're saying is you, you cream them? I cream them. I cream, oh, I cream them. That's the great thing about yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Damn. And you gotta get into it. Yeah, I'm not going. Dude, I tried to get all these kids to come. I tried to get you to come a handful of times. Because you kept going when we went rock climbing. Rock climbing was more fun at the time. I gotta go to the bathroom real quick, guys. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, guys, welcome back. We. Welcome back. We just took a break, and um, basically, these two went to high school together. Oh, okay. Sorry, I don't need to do that anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did? Did we? <laughs> did we? So this that one? These two went to high school together, right? As you guys know, so they basically just been talking about a bunch of stupid stuff they've done. Yeah. If yeah. you haven't put it together yet. Yeah. <laughs> if you're this far in the podcast and you're like, oh. Yeah. So you're just skipping around. Like, you can skip 20 minutes here. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyways, we were, we were talking about this one story before it got cut off. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so all right. So this one time junior year, we were... Um, we worked, me, Idan, and our friend Phil. Um, we were working together. Now, Phil is like a very, like, by the books, like... Diligent. Diligent, hardworking student. Yeah. And he, he decided that he was going to work with us on this project, right? Now, what he didn't know... Well, because he just thought, he just respected us as students <laughs> at the time. What he didn't know is that we were just pieces of <laughs> when he came to school. Like, we didn't do a damn... <laughs> Hey, I like you had like you had to put a freaking our grades had to be on the line for us to want to do anything, right? I will say we did do stuff, but it was more of Arshad's style, which is very yeah. last minute. Yeah, and that's not our friend style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> our friend style was not that. I remember one day we were just we were working on the project. Now the thing we had to create, <laughs> we had to create. Uh, like a little small little like comic book basically we made a comic book and it was it was to teach a certain aspect of of BC calculus this is such a high school project yeah it really was yeah <laughs> it was but to be honest it was kind of like fun it was like yeah I enjoyed yeah. it anyways this was like three weeks before it was due and Phil Melnick I said his name again bleep bleep uh, <laughs> Phil was like <laughs> Phil was like listen guys uh, he had like he treated it like such a he had like a schedule that we had to follow. He was like, yo, we gotta he was like, yo, we gotta do this and that, we gotta have this and that by this time. And now me and him being the people we were, we were like, uh, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude? Like, Wait a minute, I'm pretty sure it's all due. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like he would, he would be sometimes like, Okay, when do you wanna finish this by? And we're like, What is it due by? by? Due date. <laughs> yeah. That didn't slide with this kid. Now that Phil, he created an actual schedule. No, it wasn't like, but he just, he just went. More or less, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, 
he, he would want tasks to be done by a certain time. Right? He split up the tasks and didn't just do it all at one go at the end? No, he didn't. Damn! This is high school. What the heck? No, this kid did lay a great foundation for himself to go into college, I will uh, say. Yeah. And I will say, in hindsight, this might have been what broke Phil <laughs> into next year. <laughs> Wait, he's the guy who said I don't He's the same him. guy from the beginning of the podcast yeah, yeah. who just broke down on <laughs> <our math> <laughs> <laughs> What did you guys do to him? Can you get him on the podcast and like, interview him? Yeah, I mean, if anyone could get in touch with him, because apparently that's been pretty hard. But yeah, yeah. Dude, where does he go? I'll, he I'll send a raven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, he... Uh, yeah, so he had this like laid out for us. This one time we were just straight chilling, and um, <laughs> we were in like Mr. Gross's classroom or something. We yeah, we were on a break period. We were on a break okay, period. Study, study hall, yeah. something like that. And this was like during maybe during APs, and he, we were just playing cards. We were playing Kent, dude. We would go hard in Kent. Maybe we have some Kent. Yeah, we'll do. It. But uh, I don't think. Okay, fine. But we would go hard in Kent. We were playing Kent. And I remember the day before, Phil like came up to me. He's like, "Yo, like get to, you know, um, get to work on like a little more like on this part, right?" And he was like, "And I was like, oh yeah, like I'll, I'll just." Uh. So then the next day, he um, he comes up to me while we're playing. He comes up to me while we're playing. He's like, he's like, "So how's the project going?" And I was like, I was like, "Oh, dude, um, it's going great." Uh, I just and I hadn't done it. I hadn't done anything in the past like a week, right? I was like, oh yeah, I just uh, I I created a villain for the story. Oh no! And he was like, oh that's sick. He's like, tell me about him. I'm like, his name is uh, Mr. Bad Integral Guy. <laughs> Something like that. Right? Literally on the spot, I'm making. A, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, he's like. Uh, you know, he just looks like a villain, and like this is how the protagonist like interacts with him. Oh no! And, he was, and he's like, "Oh, dude, that's sick." He's like, "Did you get a chance to draw him yet?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, dude." And then this next one, I was not expecting. Total curveball. He's like, "Could you draw him in front of me real quick? I want to see what he looks like." Show me. I'm like, "Dude, I'm I'm sweating, bro." I'm like, I'm like. I'm like I'm. You just take an Instagram sign and put like a body and a leg. And dude, I'm literally. <laughs> More or less, this one. I, I literally, dude. I was looking at the paper. And I was like, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Why is he grilling you like a teacher? What? I don't know, but that was just post style. Like, he put himself there. If he had just yeah. said, I didn't do. Shit. <laughs> yeah, but I also didn't. I didn't want to say that, like, because most people, if you're just like, oh yeah, I did it's this. rude. It's rude. What? It's rude to say. Yeah. It's rude Wait, to so say. Yeah, yeah. What? When he asked you? We were both, he like sort of asked both of us. Yeah. He took the hit, alright. Yeah, yeah. So then, uh, so then I was like, uh, <laughs> looking at the paper for a little bit. I draw a rectangle, and this guy's hair is just three integral sides. <laughs> <laughs> and his arms and legs are integral sides. If you don't know, an integral sign is just a squiggle. Yeah, it's a squiggle. <laughs> so it worked for like his hair, like pieces of hair, his arms, and his legs. And I just made him have spiky teeth. And Phil was like, dude, that's so good. Oh, no. I, I'm just like, holy crap, man. <laughs> I freaking got out of it. That, yeah. he ended up finding out a little bit later that. Yeah. That, and I think when he found out, it's probably when he. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how did this break him like, down? nothing's real anymore. There's no effort. I think it, like, it didn't end up mattering in Velasco's class. We did well no matter what. Yeah. So he was like, <laughs> 
Velasco, Velasco was good in that sense where like the things that matter like she'll grade you. Yeah, she knew like, what to put weight on. Yeah, exactly. And she she knew to some extent that last like those last like two months. Yeah. Were like just whatever. Let's just bring back Kent Saga, man. Dude, Kent. So if you don't know, Kent is a game. And where you play with a partner, and the goal is to get four of the same card. It's a card game. But you're, once you get four of the same card, your partner has to call you out and say, oh, he has four of the same count. Yeah. And you're not allowed to talk. So and the way you, you do say it that is you say, Kent. Is you develop signals, right? And uh, here's where the plot thickens. Ready? Someone else can call you out yeah. if they think you have it. <laughs> you remember Nian's class while on the bike? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Dude. With Ryan? Yeah. Dude, our friend Ryan. Have you played Kent? I don't like Kent personally, but yeah. I, I play it. Yeah. I tried playing it recently, it's not as fun. But uh, Ryan. Yeah. It's okay. You want to tell the story? I don't remember it exactly, but our friend Ryan, smart kid academically. <laughs> Street smart. Yeah. Academically. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. That's a little awesome. Anyway, our friend Ryan. We're just playing, and uh, a new new cards come out on the table, and the way it goes is you snatch up whatever, whichever cards you want, yeah. and we're playing at these high-top lab tables, and we just all watch Ryan just snatch a card yeah, yeah. and just sit down yeah. completely dissociated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, <laughs> or he would go like this. He'd go like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Say that Dude, what? Dude, essentially... He just basically told us he had yeah. four of a kind. Dude, imagine imagine you're you're familiar with poker, right? Yeah. Imagine you had po- pocket aces. You're just like, guys, come on, let's, let's hurry up and bed. It's like if it's you like, play poker yeah. and you look at your hand, you're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's go. Yeah. But the thing is, the way that Ryan is, is he he didn't bluff like <laughs> he didn't have the capacity to bluff. Like he couldn't be like, oh yes, and like not mean it. So you would just read. Right through him every time, dude. Kent, Kent caused a lot of uh, drama. Kent caused a lot of drama. Drama, dude. <laughs> like straight up. Yo, we took Kent serious in front of Dude, high and by the way, you're looking at the two best Kent players. Yes, we had a whole system. I don't remember our system, dude. We but murdered. We murked, bro. Like no one came close. <laughs> and we, it got to the point where we played Kent so long after school for so many hours with so many people, we decided. That we were the national authority on Kent, basically. So the we should have started a Kent league. We should have, and yeah. dude, if there were anyone in the world that was the national authority of Kent, it was us. Yeah. Oh, we were. Oh my God, we just dogged these dumbass high yeah. schoolers. Are the techniques so like you guys just good? Oh no, we used, well, we used. It was a mix of both. We just got to know each other, yeah. so like, you just knew. It'd just be like, dude, like, I, like. We would have this crazy dude. We were like, same wavelength. Yeah, like sometimes, sometimes like, I would have, I would have four of a kind, and he wouldn't yet. But he would know that I had four. But he would wait until he had four, so he could call double count. And we both knew exactly what was going on. Just to flex on some kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, and dude, we'd go crazy. We'd go crazy. Oh my god. I can't relate because I'm really bad at Kent. Yeah. Like, Most people like, are. Yeah. I tried introducing some of my UCLA friends. We don't get as into it. Yeah. I think you guys don't get it. It's, it's like chasing the dragon. Man. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it, it'd be fun, like, <laughs> with, like, high school friends again. <laughs> yeah, it probably would be. I, I remember, like, we would get hyped. <laughs> Arshad, let me tell you, Arshad had a bunch of celebrations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
in the middle of class. Yeah, one of them he'd go out and go into a closet and come out and shoot. You guys played Kent, but like as I mentioned before, like in our, in our high school, we had laptops and we could freely use it. So what ended up happening was me and my friend. You guys know a game like yeah, we play like FIFA and stuff like that, right? So you know how normally you can play it like on a computer. My friend bought two wireless Xbox controllers and plugged them into his laptop and we were playing it. But the problem became that we got separated, right? Because not because we were in trouble, but just like he told us to move desks, like for a quiz or something. So he took the quiz and we finished. And I'm like, what the frick do we do? So we're, it's like three rows. I'm in the back row. He's all the way in the front row. And the teacher's just like walking around. So he turns out his game and like, we play with the remote control things away from each other. And I just put my jacket over my lap and I'm playing like this. Right? So, so I'm playing like this. Speaking and of jacket over something. Yeah. Wait, what? No, no, so, yeah, well, yeah. so I'm playing, I'm playing, and then like we're getting really into it, right? And you know how the control vibrates when yeah. you like score a goal and stuff? So I'm like really, really into it. It's like vibrating and stuff. And my teacher's just walking and he just see the from him, he sees this. He's like behind and he just sees it vibrating his like hips and, and he just sees me like getting excited, like yes, yes, and he's just like what the hell is happening? I straight up picked up my jacket, my controller, and I just threw it across the class, like like to the side. Thank God I didn't make any noise because the jack was padded, and I just put my hands up like I, I was like, and then he yeah, and then he was like, Zuriar, what the freak are you doing? Why are your hands in your pockets? He thought like I was he thought I was masturbating. But <laughs> so I'm just like, what the freak? And then. I, I remember the entire class is dying because we were infamous for doing that in every class, but our teacher was so confused. And from then on, we turned off vibrations. Mm. Yeah. What were you saying, jacket over... over? We... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us. Like, we have a mutual friend. Shouts, Kevin. Kevin's a hard worker. Oh, yeah. Obedient kid. Why is everyone hard workers beside you guys? This is hey, dude, we were in like... Ah, it's a whole nother story. Yeah. <laughs> like, were you about to say we were not we we're in a high school where it was just like that mentality was? Yeah, but also we were in like the really high level classes, but I don't think we got there because of hard work. I think we just have foreign parents yeah. and they just drove math into our brains. Exactly. Like, exactly. So it's just like it came, I think, more naturally yeah. a little bit. Like when I was young, my dad used to sit me down and do math problems with me. Yeah, yeah. that's the way it is. <clears throat> and uh, I think a lot of, a lot of the people there were just, had to work very hard to get. Um, anyways. So one day, Kevin, we're about to take a physics test, and for some reason, nobody ever studied for these tests. Never. <laughs> Never. Never. So he goes, guys, I have the perfect strategy. Mr. Neen's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and if you just put your jacket over your notes and put that jacket on <laughs> he'll never know. He just drives the point on him. Mr. Neen's yeah. a fucking blind idiot. <laughs> So we start taking the test, and of course, Mr. Nian looks up and he goes, Kevin, take the jacket off your test. <laughs> so for a minute, Kevin is just struggling. He's like, <laughs> he like doesn't know what to do. He's like, oh. he's like <laughs> picking up and dropping the jacket like on his own desk. And then Mr. Nian starts uh, raising that pressure. He's like, Kevin, get that jacket off yeah, your desk. Yeah. And we still make fun of him. Dude, it, and do you remember? Okay, so. <laughs> The way he said it, bro, he so was like, uh, he was like, okay, uh, wait. <laughs> it's like, why do you need this to, why do you need me to wait? Like, what's going on under that jacket? <laughs> Give me a second. 
And then the next time, bro, the next time we freaking, um, the next time we had a test, he was like absent. And Nino was like, he said something, do you remember? I vaguely remember him saying something. I don't remember what he said. He was like, he was like, oh, Jacket Guy's not here. And then like a couple, we were laughing a couple seconds later. He was like, like really, how dumb do you guys think that? <laughs> <laughs> that was so pretty dumb. Good. Dude, I remember there were some times where we would have like, in in his class and in Velasco's class, we would have like quizzes, mm-hmm. and they would always be like, "God, this is real." Well, Velasco would do this too. <laughs> I remember one time, like I was taking a quiz, and like I had not studied like at all. And we were taking a quiz; it was like twelve question, multiple choice, and and Velasco was like, "When you're done with the quiz, like you guys can draw these little things and put it up on the door." <laughs> <laughs> I was taking the quiz, and she she was like, "Guys, this is serious. This quiz is serious. It's gonna affect your grade." Taking the quiz, and like everyone else finished because like I guess like maybe some of them had studied or whatever. I was just like taking my time. So we're all drawing, and we're all like in the back, like fucking around. Yeah, and I'm looking over, and I'm like, "Damn, I wish I." Could <laughs> I keep looking over. It's a twelve question quiz. I probably have two questions filled out. I just scribble in random crap for the next 10. I'm like, yeah, I get the draw now. Dude, that's how stupid it was. That's how stupid that fucking class was. You know what this reminds me of? Mm-hmm. We had this one kid, Mark. <laughs> Every physics test we had, he would go up to Mr. Nina and be like, Mr. Nina, what's the answer to this? <laughs> what's the answer to this question? Yeah. <laughs> Nate would be like, I can't give you this mark. Yeah. But he was undeterred. I kind of yeah. respected it. He did it every single time. Like without Did he ever get a question? Mm-hmm. Actually, like, I feel like sometimes he got more help. Yeah, for sure. Like, Dude, but I think it's a negotiation tactic. Yeah. You start high, <laughs> and meet you in the middle. Yo, he, um, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't, like, literally, like, every test, it would just be the same conversation. He'd go, Mr. Nian, can I have the answer? Mr. Nian would be like, no. And he'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But you know I respected it. <laughs> he kept doing it. Dude, Mark Mark was such a respectable person. Yeah, 100%. I, like, I don't know what it was about him, but I just, like... He was poised. Yeah. And, like, he just, like... He just did what he, like, wanted to. <laughs> and it, like, didn't make sense to, like, anyone a lot of the time. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> he just didn't care. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good way to put it. Yeah, did, yeah. did I talk about this before on the podcast where I went to, like, the mall to play Mario Kart? No. So the way you guys took Calc 3, right? Yeah. So you know how obviously in high school classes end at AP Calc BC yeah, and yeah, then you're yeah. done? So I finished that early, so the school had nothing for me, so we had to take classes, right? So for a full semester, me and my friend told the office that we were registered for Calc 3 at, <laughs> at, at the community college, because our, our school was inside a community college campus. So like, yeah, we're taking Calc 3 at that school, right? For a full semester, we were like that. But in reality, we were taking an online Calc 3, so oh, what shit. ended up happening was every time it was our class, we just left, mm-hmm. went to the parking lot, got into our cars, and just drove to the mall. Went to the GameStop inside the mall and just played Mario Kart for an hour and a half. Did you ever get busted? So that's the thing. A couple mm-hmm. times... I'm really paranoid when you do this stuff. Like, not gonna lie. Like, if I see anything similar, I'm bolting. So I swear one time we were coming back and the other class was outside because we took AP Environmental Science and they did do some crap like count rocks or something. <laughs> so the entire class with the teacher in front was walking through the parking lot. I wasn't paying attention. I was scrolling through my phone and then my friend Sam hits my shoulder. He's like, Zuri, that's freaking the teacher. And I'm like, what? Straight up, we almost ran her over. Because oh, I just zoomed past. No witnesses. Like, <laughs> to you? No, she didn't see us because she was like, what the hell is that? But that was really <laughs> I remember that specifically. But like, a bunch of times we were just like, we don't even care. Dang, slick. I, but I, I think like even like the teachers knew because at one point they're just like, where are you going? And we're just like, 
Yeah, but they don't get paid enough to fucking. Exactly. Dude, if you're a teacher, how do you have. How do you care about what the students do and have self respect for yourself? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Those yeah. things are mutually exclusive. <laughs> if you give a fuck about, st- like, oh, you're a freshman, you can't leave for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when they would pull that, it's like, yo, Ooh. don't you have better stuff to do? Dude, it's like, and the answer is no. It's like you go up to them and you're like, they say that and you give them a look and it's like, it's like, look, man, I can leave out this door or I can go on the <laughs> other side and leave out the other door. So you could either make my life easier right now or you could just make I it. I had a history teacher in ninth grade. He was iconic. I mean, like, four or five generations of this school knew him for one thing and one thing only. Mm. Inevitably, some freshman class would fuck up during the school year. Somehow or another. They'd either forget an exam, do disasters on an essay, or just be, like, annoying. He would give his iconic, you are freshman class, straight up 90 minutes for an entire period would say, you're a freshman, you haven't proven anything, I'm a... I'm a well-versed, educated man, and I've done everything, and give that rant for, like, so the entire class period. But the thing is, he didn't give it... He was literally, like, famous. He was almost like a rite of passage for all freshmen. Mm-hmm. Like, we, sophomores, like, upperclassmen would ask the freshmen, did you get the your freshman speech yet? <laughs> did you get it yet? And, like, every year, they would get it for the stupidest reasons. I, I don't... I'm trying to remember why we got it. I think it was because we had a really important project, and one group just didn't want to do it, and just said, we're not going to do it. And it was, like, a... <laughs> A, a, like we had marking periods back then it was a full marking period project and they're just like yeah we don't want to do it and he's just yeah. like who the fuck do you <laughs> think you are and then dude um, yeah th- there's always there's always freaking teachers like that I remember we should by the way we should uh, keep it on the time probably wrap, wrap up pretty soon yeah I have one more story before yeah yeah no t- you can we can still mm-hmm. just like we just gotta be cognizant we can tell more stories um th- dude Velasco mm-hmm. one time like also, Velasco is which class? Velasco is the math. So, okay, there were eight people in the class. Your entire class was eight people? Yeah, it was eight people. And oh, your multi-minority was the entire class? Yeah. yeah. We were all minorities, that was the joke. Yeah, There's yeah. only eight Not a single American kid in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so chill. Only yeah, eight really of you? Cool. Phil was the closest that we got to like non-minority, yeah. but then even he was Phil and I. Um, yeah. But, um, so... The other six people had their like ups and downs with Velasco, but mostly ups. But we mostly had our downs with Velasco. <laughs> Are you gonna tell a vape story? No, not that one. Oh. I can tell that one. You tell that one. Oh, yeah, I'll tell. I'll tell. Also, if Velasco's watching this, she's done watching it already. Yeah, so. There's no way. Yeah. Uh, but all right, so I'll tell that story. But I was gonna say, like the teachers caring about like who goes where. So she didn't trust us. <laughs> so like, one time, one time, Idan was like. You don't want it. You don't want it up to her. And he was like, he was like, uh, Miss Velasco, can I go to Duncan real quick? And she's like, No, sit down. And then he sat back down. And then he was like, and then he was like, and then he was like, uh, Miss Velasco, can I just go to my car real quick? <laughs> I think he was about to say, can you go to the bathroom real quick? Right after yeah, that was the next question. So she was like, I need to go get something for my car. You remember this? <laughs> no. And then she was like, she was like, shut up. You're going to go to Dunk and sit down. And then, like, come on, he went up and he's like, can I go to the bathroom? She's like, how stupid do you think I am? <laughs> And then, and then I, a couple minutes later, decided that I wanted to go to the bathroom. Not actually because I wanted to go to the bathroom. Well, you didn't think I just walk around. Yeah, I was just gonna like check my hair out or something, right? I went up to her. I'm like, Miss Velasco, can I go to the bathroom? And she's like, No. And I was like, What the hell do you mean, no? And she was We're like, discriminating. Yeah. And she was like, Because you're just gonna go to Edan's car. I'm like, I'm like, What? How do you? What have you done, bro? 
I love your top five. I love it. How do you not remember that? I think it's like... Ah, dude, because that, that, that kind of stuff would happen on the day. <laughs> it's like a daily thing. Duncan Carbat. Oh, Alright, let me tell you. I don't even know if Arshad knows this story. But this is one of my favorite stories from high school. So this was sophomore year. Also Mr. Nian. Yeah. But this time he was teaching us chemistry, not physics. So we had it after lunch. And we all came back and we're all sitting down in class. Everyone smells shit. No, I don't. What is that smell? It smells like little manure. That, like, yeah. oh, it's just gross. Like, stepped in shit. And we're like, where's that smell coming from? So, for half the class, we're just smelling around. We're like, whatever, I guess it's gone. So, judges, like, <laughs> as we start handing in our homework, mm. right? We're like, yeah, yeah, I think it's gone. And our friend Judge, he just... Nick, who we also talked about in the last Yeah, he just takes a big whiff. He's like... <laughs> 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 he looks at me in the eyes, and he starts tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts tearing up. I shit you not. Cry. <laughs> I shit you not. <laughs> he's, he's completely quiet, and just a tear. <laughs> oh turns <my> out... <laughs> it turns out... Our friend Richard had stepped in shit. Oh. And uh. as as Judge was wafting, Richard was walking up to go <laughs> hand him the homework. Uh. Oh, dude. That was so funny. <laughs> Yo, I wish I had a picture. <laughs> he has a sand in the eyes. It's just a tear rolling down. Oh, my God. Yeah, you asked Judge about this story. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh my god. Oh my Dude, did, did you guys, um. Yo, speaking of tears. Speaking of tears. <laughs> yeah, Wait, so, I want to hear the vape story. Okay, yeah, this is this one. So. <laughs> so, Miss Velasco was the same that guy. <laughs> I can't get that big chat. <laughs> and also, if you know if you know Nick, and like you can visualize his face, it just makes it so much funnier, dude. <laughs> I don't even know his face. I'm just imagining some chubby white dude. Just, uh, no, 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 no. He's, uh, but, um, let me get to the vape story. So, Velasco, for, for like a couple of days in a row, like, I had this bottle. I remember it was like a, um, it was like an hourglass shaped bottle. It was a water bottle and it had a little thing. It, 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 a like, nipple. A nipple, yeah. Oh, yeah, you just squeeze and drink, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you don't squeeze and drink it, you would just suck on it. Okay, fine, yeah. That won't sound too good. <laughs> but, um, uh, but anyways, so, you would pop it open, you would you would suck on it, and it would sound like a vape. Like, it just sounded like, you know when you pull on a vape, like, it goes, yeah, yeah. right? It sound like, like that. that. kind of crackling, sort of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd go around and be like, yo, look, I'm vaping. Right? I just thought it was funny. Everyone was like, shut up, you friggin' idiot. <laughs> so I would just go around, and then one day, we were, we were, we were just in, we were just in class, in our first period class with, with Velasco, and I go up to her, and I'm like, Miss Velasco, look, I'm vaping. <laughs> I'm just saying like a friggin' idiot with like my stupidest joke in the world, right? Like, stupidest thing ever. And she's like, she's like, don't make jokes about that. I'm like, I'm like, what? <coughs> oh, what's going on here? And she's like, she's like, you know, you all, you guys all think vaping is not gonna hurt you right now, but then eventually one day, one of you is gonna turn eighty, and you're gonna and you're gonna be saying like. 
You're going to be talking to your kids, and then you're going to have these serious illnesses, and all your family is going to wish that they would have had more time to spend around you. And it's all because you were smoking these things that you never thought. And at this point, she's like, she's like really getting here. She's like, tearing up. She's like, you just never thought, you just never thought these things would hurt you. But look, but look, when you're 80 years old, you're going to figure it out. She's 80 years old? No, no, no. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And then she's like crying and she stands up and she's like, I need to go. And she leaves the room. Runs out yeah, of the room. She runs out of the room. With tears. And I'm like so crying. Yeah. Not, not like, what did oh, you do to her? Yeah, she's, she's crying, crying. And I'm just standing there with like a friggin' idiot. <laughs> <laughs> with a bottle stone. <laughs> <in her mouth. laughs> I'm like, uh. What did you do to her? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know, but. So now afterwards we found out that, you know, it was a. Uh, she she might have had a traumatic experience with I think her one own, of her relatives. One of her relatives had cancer from smoking or something. Yeah, and that freaking idiot. But I didn't know that might have triggered it. Well, it did trigger it. Why would you go to the teacher? The tower was vaping. It I, just I didn't think it was harmful. Like, yeah, though. it wasn't a big deal. Oh, yeah. In hindsight, we yeah. didn't know. I had no freaking clue. I have some things. What? I don't want to say anything. What? Nah, it was just cringy things. Like, this reminds me. I remember one time when I was in middle school, Kareem told me to go tell the teacher. Like, we used to, I used to go overnight to play soccer with my friends. And, like, at night, we were bored, so we went to the thing back then was what, Omega or something. And, like, the entire <laughs> team would just, like, fuck around on the webcams and stuff. Yeah. And Kareem was like, I dare you to go tell the math teacher about what you did last night on Omega. I'm like, yeah, sure. So I went to go detail the stuff I did. Like, with how they said the guy with the red shirt was the cutest or something. And she just looked at me like, what the hell? Who was the guy with the red shirt? Me. Oh. So then they're like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, that's what this reminded me of. Like, what the hell? <laughs> middle school, you know what? Middle school, you just do shit in hindsight. Yeah. It's like, what, what was I thinking? Yeah, exactly. Dude, what? I, idiot. I was a zombie walking around with no brains for three years. <laughs> and I just thought things were funny, but th- everything I did in middle school was cringy. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I yeah. think that's like a common feeling among people. Yeah. It's so bad. But yeah, you, we, do we have any more stories? Uh, not that I can think Dude, of. Dude, one day I have to tell my DC story. Tell your DC story. Tell that Tell that maybe next episode or something. Yeah, definitely. It is like a long answer. Yeah. yeah, but... I think I think maybe we should Shout out to Stephen Bilal. Yeah, shout out to Stephen Bilal. By the way, uh, thank you so much for coming on, dude. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. I had a blast. Dude, this was this was a pleasure. This was, was a really great thing. Funny, yeah. um, I, I told this I told this actually to some of my other friends that were also on. Um, you know, like... Um, I've, I've actually... When you watch Joe Rogan, like, obviously, like, a lot of times he has people on that have something to say about something, right? That's not to say that my friends don't have something to say about something, but sometimes he'll just have Eddie Bravo on, right? And it's just one of the boys. Yeah. You know, it's just one of the lads. I said this before, too. I said this a, a couple times with Faison as well. But that's what, that's what you are. You know what I mean? Like, Thanks, it's, man. It's, I appreciate it. It's nice to... And I hope you can come back. I would love um, to. I would love to come back. Yeah. And, and it's... <clears throat> I had a lot of fun. Yeah, this was a great podcast. It was fun. And yeah, so real quick, I wanna. We talked about a lot of things, but I think overall we had a good time of serious and funny, funny yeah. stories. Yeah. Sometimes just idiotic stories. Shouts, yeah. Phil Melnick. Shouts, Phil Melnick. Phil Melnick. Phil Melnick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that Miss Velasco got got cut off by the bleeps. <laughs> Miss Velasco. <laughs> Man, um, yeah. But yeah, thank you all for watching. Make sure you subscribe. Well, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go follow us on Instagram, and we're trying to get a Spotify up. Pretty soon, and we'll keep you guys updated on that. But yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you for watching. Thank you, guys. See you next time. Peace out.